Welcome to episode 28 of the Varangian Heresy Podcast. I had to check there just to be sure because, you know, these how, this is how things are these days. My it's name, also written in bold in our show notes, <laughs> in the recording notes. So. Back in your box, mate. I haven't even introduced you yet. Back in your <laughs> box. Get back to the click. There it goes. Back in your box. Cage is locked. Whatever. Uh, my name is Jody, and as you've already heard, uh, with me this evening is one of my two co-hosts. That is Christopher. Say hello, Christopher, from your box. Hello, Christopher, from your box. Oh, you really, you have really taken some funny ass wisecracking pills tonight, haven't you? I might be tired because I've spent the weekend away. Yeah, watch it. It's uh, you, you. You forgot to say it's the box of shame. No, it isn't because I've actually been hobbying. Ah. Hang on, I almost fell off my chair. You've been doing what now? We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we will. I think I'm almost ready. ready to get into it straight away, just because. But okay, let's, let's sort of, you know, and introducing the man, the, the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend, the live doll importer, um, sitting atop the uh, the the throne of 30k here in Sweden. It's Crown Prince himself, Mr. Freddy. How you doing, buddy? Ah, uh, my fingers are hurting. How are you? Unsure what to say after that. To be fair, well, <laughs> I fucking cut them in pieces because I forgot how fucking annoying it is to work with lead or ah. white metal or what the fuck it's called. Ah, cla- so classic GW stuff, basically. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, we're uh, we will talk about, about that in later. a moment. We'll talk about that in a moment. Sorry for those of you watching why why. Earlier than normal, I'm cracking up ever so slightly. It is because Chris has just sent a very, very hilarious, uh, a very hilarious rowboat girlyman uh, meme, and I can't wait to uh, to share that one. Chris, that has to go up in the podcast group like now. Um, make it happen. Make it so. Um, so, on tonight's episode, we are not going to sound like the like the Heresy version of Top Gear. We'll leave that one for the Sons of Heresy. Um, but tonight we have um, our usual sprucing of uh, general backstabbing and banter between the between the three of us, or a bitching and banter, depending on whose reviews you listen to. And then we have special guest uh, Nicholas from the Don't Lose Your Head podcast, who is coming on to do one of our famed, fabled, and absolutely worldwidely adored army specials. That's right, tonight we are focusing on the uh, Iron 10th... Shut up. (laughs) We're focusing on the Iron 10th, the Iron Hands, which, however, you will sort of understand why Christopher is saying what he's saying about, oh, I don't know, maybe a minute and a half into the main section of that, where I may have been extremely tired whilst doing this. While introducing the subject. Yeah. And completely and utterly forgetting which goddamn legion we were talking about, because you know, iron. There's only one real iron legion, and that's the fourth. But um, you know, we will talk about that later, and I, I get my kicks in later on as well, so it's all good. So before uh, we plow into the the meat and potatoes of what is a very healthy, bountiful meal of heresy for you guys tonight, 
Uh, let's get some things out of the way. Follow us on Facebook, uh, the Varangian Heresy Podcast. Keep up to date with our latest episodes, general meanderings and stuff that is going on. Uh, join us on the Varangian Heresy Podcast group, where there's uh, a little bit more banter, some uh, whips and fun stuff going up there, and it's an open page for you guys to basically share your hobby with us and let us know what's going on. Also, uh, that pretty cool. There's a, there's the said meme. <laughs> Yes, and now you have even more reason to go and join it, so you can actually find out what meme I was laughing my ass, I was cracking up to, and you know, if that that has tickled your fancy, go and have a look. Um, when we actually use it, we are on Twitter as at Varangian Heresy. Uh, we do have a website, but that's kind of lost in the warp at the moment, so we're not going to worry about that one. Uh, we are Instagram on Instagram, and we are Varangian Heresy on Instagram. And I'm going to convince Freddy to actually discover what Instagram is and actually start using it. Um, and Christopher, you know, pull your finger out and start using it, dude. Yeah, I need a password. <laughs> oh, oh, fine. You have to be something technical to be used, do you? Right, fine. See if I... Oh, shit, yeah, actually, I've got that. I'll fix that. Not a problem. Exactly. Um, <laughs> just like you have the, the password for the next thing, which is very important, which is our email address, and that's the varangianheresy at gmail.com. Now I think it's going to be um, it's going to be something that's going to get used a lot because we actually are going to be talking in a little bit later on in this episode. We're going to be talking about some changes. We're going to be doing um, changes, continuations, things that we're going to be uh, having a bit of fun with on the podcast now going forward. As we I keep saying, we keep gearing up towards actually getting back to a regular thing. We've done like three episodes in Christmas, so I can't really say we're getting any faster, but you know. We need to uh, start doing something about that, and we're going to make things a bit more interesting for you guys. Yep, we so, are going to auction out Jody. Really? So I, thought, yeah. I thought we said that wasn't getting... Put, we, we, we didn't get that sort of voted through past phase one of the planning. Or, or, this is not, oh, this you is guys. not democracy. Oh, okay, what is it? It's a benign dictatorship, Chris. Yep. Okay. Uh, shit. Not, okay, I'm fair the, enough. I'm the, of, <laughs> I'm the hand of the dictator now. I don't want to know what you're doing with that hand on whatever dictator. There's not for me to. Uh, I'm just right? You're just the you're just the what the duke. No, you're just dick. You're just yeah. dick. And yeah, now we can't take that any lower in tone. I think we found we finally found the tone of our episode. Fantastic. Let's let just mention something about hammers and not being mastercrafted and move on. Oh, dude, seriously? Do you do you? I mean, how? Do, what are you going to do when you find when when uh, Jake finally realizes what's going on? Uh, where are you going to summer? You haven't got free. You won't have free vacationing space in his head anymore. Where are you going to go? Uh, I'm working on others. You got other ideas, have you? Yep. Uh huh. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so be warned. On that bright note. Yes, be warned, ladies and gentlemen. Be warned. He may be coming for your brain space. Um, so let's let's get some stuff out here. Let's let's talk some hobby, shall we? Um, what have you guys been up to in the hobby? Um, what have you guys have been doing with yourselves in the hobby? Sorry, let me just confirm that in the hobby. <laughs> I had to pause there and think. You had to be sure, right? <laughs> I had to be sure. Go well, on, Freddie. You start us off, bud. Well, I have gone down to the archives uh, mm-hmm. rumble through all my boxes and after JP put me to shame, shame. I picked up you go to the box you know uh, 
two minutes by yourself and you feel shame. I've dug up all my old Steel Legion models, which sadly most are still unpainted and in blister packs. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I have kind of laid them all out and done a militia army and I'm slowly but surely kind of gluing them all together, getting ready for this next phase, which is priming. And so far, I haven't done heaps much. I've done uh-huh. like the, the main characters, the command squad, uh, three heavy weapon squads, all the med dicks, and then I'm halfway through the blobs of infantry. And I've done the, ah, the grenadiers, and I found my old rogue trader Ogrins, which needs to be rebased and organized. And I found my old sentinels, which needs to be shown some love. And in the middle of that, I've been working hard on all the NPCs for Lecon. I've done a couple of characters, and the plan is to each week leading up to Lincoln to release like the fluff behind each NPC. And hopefully starting with the first one this week. Awesome. And, awesome. And then just uh, eventually fire, like getting all the rules and stuff. <clears throat> and besides that, I've done uh, uh, Imperial Armada Armsmen, 10 of. Yeah. Then I've done Imperial Armada Decans, 10 of. And then I've done 10 kind of converted uh, out of all the bits I found left over when I was playing with my steel agents into like, I don't know, 10 grenadiers that I'm going to use for some Sormatalis missions and stuff. They all have gas masks and, and stuff like that. So. Uh, I think that's about it. Not that much, really. I think it's fair to say you've probably just listed some some people's entire year's worth of hobbying in not no, no, that I, much. I, I do ma- way less than that in a year. Well, I, that's why I said some people, Chris. I didn't want to, you know, completely utterly throw you under the bus straight away, my friend. But, you know, okay. Yeah, that's like five times yeah. or ten times as much as Chris, ever. Well, I've glued together an army for uh, Team Yankee as well, but that's not heresy. So no, but it's quite, quite a lot more interesting than what I've been doing. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's easy. Any games played or any sort of anything along those lines yes. at all, dude? Or? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I played uh, two games. Oh, actually, I went to Tungacon. Yeah. yeah. Not like that's important or anything. Not that like that's important. I went to Tungacon and I played games all day. Introduced uh, Her- the Heresy to the younger generation, which is pretty uh-huh. fun. And which is I a lot funnier than what I did because I was lying on the sofa with my head under a pillow because it was hurting so bad. Yeah, you should be in there. It was a blast, and they asked us to actually next to become run a proper heresy event there because you know there was heaps of interest. Uh, so we so brought, hang on, before we, we even run the first, br- so hang on, before we even run the first round in heresy event series proper, there we're already getting events asked to be added to said series. Yeah, that's Thanks. fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. Just saying. Oh, and. Uh, after I kind of wrapped up the demo, I had a, a, a link on uh, just now roaming through the last uh, playtests of uh, some things for Lincoln with Plastic Fantastics, and I was borrowing uh, my mates, Night Lords, just to try out the mission because I wanted to try the the, the toughest build and see if it, if it was OP or still balanced. It was still fairly balanced and really fun, so five out of five uh, Rankin Heresy heads. Uh, nice. And then also I've tried out my stiff list against ultramarines 
and it went really well. <laughs> so, but I'm going to struggle because that same list lost against Alpha Legion Armored, so I don't know. It's, it's, it it it's lost a, pretty heavily, if I remember from what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, it did. It went terribly. But now I learned one thing, and that's uh, super heavies don't fucking get immobilized on difficult terrain. And don't lose the hold points. They used to have move through cover. Okay. Which is, which is how I lost my Malkador, because I rolled the one. I was like, oh, fuck, no, shit, it was the last hold point. He's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. So I've learned. Well, I've learned stuff you live well. and learn, don't you, mate? Yeah. I played a couple of games, and yeah, that's it. Done a fuckload of work as so well. Kind of sad. Okay, um, Chris. Yeah, what are you going to do in the hobby, dude? Let's do yours first. Me. Other games to talk about as well. Well, I I would like to say I did absolutely no- nothing for the hobby. To be fair, um, no, it's not not true. To be fair, I did actually briefly attend um, Avari I Five. I was there as a spectator. Uh, I couldn't get the as I said before in previous episodes. Couldn't make it. Couldn't attend. Sad, sad all crying a shame um, however did show up and heresy was being had in many levels and it was very awesome um, I want to do just a very personal shout out to my uh, very good friend in fact my brother from another mother Espion who went to play his first tournament um, he played his word bearers list and he played at 1500 points I unfortunately don't think he won a game but a lot of them were very very um, close and his um, his seven man um Support squad with Flamers did happen to completely and utterly wipe out a Pyroclast squad. Um, <laughs> just his sheer weight of fucking numbers. I was so proud of him. I really was. I was. Yeah, I know. I was so proud of him. I really was. It was great. Um, and yeah, so he he was being an absolute champion. He was flying the Varangian Heresy po- uh, podcast flag for us, um, along with a number of other dudes who were there out with their, their uh, TVH stickers and stuff, which was pretty sweet. Um, looked like a whole lot of fun. Uh, we are going to be talking to Oscar Oscar S, because I'm never going to try and pronounce it because I always get it wrong, uh, very, very soon, and just doing a little post-Avario wrap-up uh, for them and talking about the upcoming event as well, which we'll mention in the outro later. Um, so there was that. What else did I do? I've planned some stuff, planned some lists, planned some um, conversions, picked up some Phalax from uh, extremely um, vocal and awesome Kim Sandberg and I have uh, also doing a, a, a swap with uh, a JP from the I have, uh, from the Age of Darkness podcast so to JP is going something with Freddy out to Adepticon and then coming back is another three Thalax for me so uh, I have a nice little start of my new machina list um, going there uh, what else have I done? I'm trying to think of things that are literally hobby related, as in 30k related. Um, I, I've, I've finally approached the gigantic pile of MDF um, terrain that needs building for Freddy, um, which which was still supposed to only be like two pieces, and then suddenly it sprouted into like 50. But remember, <clears throat> it's, it's not just for me; it's for all of us. It is for all of us, but I'm feeling very Iron Warrior and bitter right now, but that's okay. I can live with that. It's my, it's my true soul. I am within, I am without, and a shit ton of bitter lemon juice in there. Um, well, it's more like MDF. Really. MDF. Well, it's going to be MDF very fucking soon. Coming, do I not bleed sawdust? And, uh, you know, if life gives you lemonade, make lemons, you know? 
pretty much that's, that's the Iron Warrior way. How did you mm. know our secret phrase? What the hell, man? Yeah, um, I, it's easy to figure it out considering it's wrong. It's quite hard to make le- lemons out of lemonade, you know. But the hey, figures that Iron Warrior throw no, 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 listen. If you throw enough lemonade at a wall, eventually the wall will break and you will have lemons. No. Don't argue no, with me on this, Chris. We'll just, just no. We're not even going there. Anyway, I, I then have, may have, mayhaps, may perhaps, shouldn't really admit to this, have played something non-heresy related, and I have been introduced to, finally to uh, Frostgrave. And it's a lovely I, game. I promised my, I promised myself I would not fall in love. I promised myself I would not enjoy this game. And I'm now considering three different types of warbands for it. Um, so it's rather fucking awesome. I do love it. It's great. Um, and You're into the yeah. box of shame. Oh, I'm going. I'm I'm so in the box of shame for this week. Uh, I think this is. I think I'm going to have to just sort of you know uh, post myself out to uh, the Age of Darkness and sit in their box of shame. It's that bad. You go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame. Yeah, it's um, it was a really good game. I really like it. And now I'm I'm like I said I'm playing around with ideas and miniatures and you know stuff whilst I'm considering doing a large amount of MDF work. So you know there's uh, some hobby, there's some stuff, and generally all around awesomeness. So, so that uh, means your your list for Lincoln is done then. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, he's playing Frostgrave minis. Exactly. Didn't, didn't you get my memo, Freddy? I'm, I'm playing Retribution of Skyrim. I wrote that in the chat for Lincoln. <laughs> I can hear you rolling your eyes, Freddy. It's okay. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. It'll we'll fair, we'll okay. shut up eventually. To be fair, it's always good to have a bit of a side project just to keep the creative juices flowing. Yeah. That's what yeah. I do. It's called Another Heresy Army. <laughs> I can't or afford another heresy army. army. <laughs> I could just about beg, borrow, and sorry for the hobby noises, by the way, uh, anyone uh, who's uh, complaining I, already. I have to say that my other heresy army, like the Nisha one, is not very expensive, seeing as I already have the miniatures. <laughs> they were just in a moving box up in the attic. <laughs> so they, I, they were expensive once upon a while, but not now. Uh, exactly. Uh, I'm uh, you know, environmental friendly, I'm recycling. Environmentally friendly. Yep. That's it's probably the only thing you're you're friendly to the environment with, Freddie. Yeah, I always am with white lead. With white, white metal. Exactly. White metal. Yeah. White yeah. metal. So classic GW gaming, in other words. Yeah. Oh, love it. You can feel uh, the weight. Yeah, and the, yeah. and the, their replacement material wasn't really that great. We should not go into fine cost here, right? No, no, no. no <laughs> we don't talk about finecast. The first rule about finecast is you don't talk about finecast. The second rule um, is don't breathe in. Breathe in. <laughs> Third rule is if you're buying it, you're an idiot. Um, anyway, if, you buy, if you're buying it, you have to send it back to get your Necron Lord in bits, basically completed, because it takes <clears> eight or nine times for them to send a, enough pieces to build one. <laughs> Something would tell me you 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 know of an, of somebody having a bad experience there, my friend. Not person, not not me personally, but I know one that did. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, you, see, you, you shouldn't do 40k stuff. Stick with the programming. But that was uh, when they switched over before heresy really was a thing. <laughs> I know, I know. Before heresy became the only thing in life, you know. 
Life heresy is heresy. Is heresy life. is life. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's uh, for me. It's been kind of a busy, busy couple of weeks in my own way. So yeah, it's been fun. So um, Chris, what about yeah. you, bud? Well, I prepped my warhound for painting. Whoa! I've prepped my thal- my twelve thalax for painting. Whoa! I've, I'm working on twelve bases for the thalax. Holy hell! And I've also planned out my new Peltast units. Dude, that's like your entire hobby quota till like 2022. Well, I I looked at my old thalax and realized that I could be do a better job now, so I stripped my old ones and then I added new ones. <laughs> Okay. And, and, I, and I have a deadline because if I'm not finished by Lincoln, Freddy will punch me. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask. So, <laughs> so you basically, if you, guys, if, if you guys want to show up and see a live a live fight in progress or a mugging, depending on um, <laughs> just how quick a fighter Chris is, by all means, show up to Lincoln and see what happens. I'm just going to yep. bring my Merlin and <laughs> yeah. one round, uh, back of the head. Boom. Yeah, so I'm uh, busy working on these at least. <laughs> I'm also, well done. I'm, I'm also deci- have changed my basing scheme since I did my first Thalax for my Mechanicum, which is why I decided to redo them as well. Not just rebate. Because the color scheme is a bit tw- bit changed, and then the, the entire basing scheme is d- different. So I okay. felt like I didn't have a choice and might as well paint 12 when I paint 6 of them. Yeah, I guess so. Fair enough. I can't really argue against that, so go you. Just assembly line, then. Yeah, um, it's get, hey, it's hobby getting done, man. Go you. Power yeah. to you, Chris. Well, assembly uh, line, you know, you're doing mechanicum. It's the way to go. Yeah, and should we could do like then independent characters? Another point must do. I've actually bought stuff as well, and that could count as hobby progress. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. But well, to be. To, to be fair, I've just gone. Th- I, I, I may have bought something too as well. Um, actually, I, I have bought my, I've uh, purchased or had purchased on my behalf um, a copy of Book Four Conquest, which I'm going to go and pick up tomorrow. And you have also purchased a, a load of Mark Three Marines. Yeah, which may actually get here before the end of the year, depending on the current yeah. postal service, right, Chris? Yeah, and. Uh We've got to get to the postal service first. And it also depends on when the cash arrives. Oh, (laughs) Oh, it's like that. Right, fine. Okay, (laughs) throw that a little bit of shade in my direction as well, why don't you? Both of you own like half your fucking life and souls to me. I know. I don't really owe you quite as much as Yodi do, though. No, that's that's true. Uh, I, I gave up on, on uh, considering to have a soul a long time ago, mainly because I just, for those who don't know, I auctioned it to Freddy. So, um, yeah. It's kind of like the Simpsons, that Simpsons episode where Bart sells his soul to Millhouse. And now Except, uh, the, um, the automatic orson shops don't open anymore. Yeah. You have to wait for someone else to go in. Yeah. It's, it's why I love having my kids around, because they, they, they feel warm and human. Yeah. Um, it's kind of scary otherwise, and sad. Sad, been, sad panda. Uh, it feels like I overpaid though. <laughs> I've been stocking up quite a lot on uh, paints and other hobby supplies, which is oh, quite yeah, nice. The, to be fair, we've also been stopping, stocking up on a fair few uh, hobby supplies, right, Freddie? Fuck yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, that, you had a purpose uh, for it. 
So that counts as hobby. And um, uh, unfortunately now there's uh, heaps of people waiting for their little Forge World um, pigments. Yeah, yeah. Jens, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Jens. Fucking everyone's order up, getting Inferno when it's sold out. Yeah, but isn't he... Didn't he even go to England? Yeah, no, he's actually at time of time of recording. He's actually there. Um, I thought he went to Gibraltar. No, no that's not uh, this weekend. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, this weekend is the Durham Raiders event. Yep. So yeah, that's where he is. Why didn't he? Use, uh, well, if it's sold out, it wouldn't be there anyway. So no. I That's know a lot, of pe- a lot of people could just hope they were fixing the typos and the yeah, good luck. really really bad wordings, but there's nothing that's going to be changed because they don't that's care. Well, to be fair, the book is fucking awesome. Yeah, but at least fix typos and mm. stuff that's missing and stuff that's in there that shouldn't be in there. That's true, but I still enjoy reading it. So, yeah, I'm not disputing that part. But we, we all cost. know they're not going to fix typos because they they wouldn't. What would they have to do for the rest of the year? They wouldn't be able to put out FAQs and you know. They won't. Actually they won't put out FAQs either because we'll see what happens when true. the next version of the game is released. And see if they actually have time to do FAQs. We just have to rewrite the books. Yeah, because that, that. Do you know what? There's the truth. That's why they said there were going to be fifteen to twenty books for this. Yeah. at the open day because they're just going to have to rewrite books one to, seven, one to seven anyway yeah and then we have to buy them again and then we get one book for Terra it's like yay Inferno and then Terra wait yeah. what and 18 red books in between <laughs> yeah <laughs> well at least the red books aren't too expensive mm. no but they're pretty cool to be fair uh, they're they are cool. really useful the red books instead of and but they, having the digital ones mean you get the updates. Well, you know, I'm packed for stiff, so it's, it feels really nice to travel with just two books and then a mini rule book. Yeah. Yep. Depending on that's also depending on which army ping. Because you, you, I mean, not not you personally, but you in general. Yes, the collective, yeah. the the collective that is referred to as you when it is important to you. Yeah, yes. I felt like I had to clarify this considering we were actually talking about Freddy going to the no, States. I, I, if they let I me do. in there. So, yeah. that was the longest hobby progress uh, <laughs> That was it, yeah, let, let's get past that one. Chris, there's there's some updates and other sort of upcoming stuffs, um, mm-hmm. which, tie, which will tie into uh, Freddy Does Dallas later on. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, do you want to give us an update? Uh, yeah. Update. I could just reiterate a bit of what we mentioned in the last episode about. Yeah, let's uh, do that. About a little, little charity event for Goochman because mm-hmm. he needs um, a Cobra, a KMX Cobra 24 speed that is special his bike, so he can join other vet- veterans and rides. Because we have to mention also he's a veteran. In this yep. case, so he needs the basically the, he needs the bike, and this event is uh, organized by the Golar 222nd Gaming Club in San Antonio, and they have graciously offered a fully painted Magnet Titan lead lit Warhound Titan. Which and is very when, fucking awesome. And once they offered the Titan, they upped the ante. If the raffle can raise two thousand dollars, they will throw in two sister Warhound Titans as well. 
The additional two titans are also fully painted, magnetized, and lead lit. Which is pretty fucking gangster. <laughs> and the raffle tickets will be five dollars each, and you mm-hmm. can purchase eleven tickets for fifty dollars and twenty-five for hundred. And here's the little caveat: you must purchase your ticket at the South Texas In Flames event, or if mm-hmm. you have a friend going, get them to per- purchase the tickets. So basically, Freddy's going to be rolling with a whole bunch of dosh from uh, money from us, or um, well, he's going to be at least having his money, and we're going to say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you it's, kind of it, own us. So by law, you know, it's, uh, it's for charity, so there's always money to be found. Oh yes, yeah. if it's uh, for a good cause, and yeah, if you're true. not coming to Stiff Three, but if you want to help anyway, there's uh, a link that's going to be in the show notes, and it's up on our fe- Facebook page for a Go GoFundMe campaign, and. Uh, it's yeah. uh, it's a good cause. And yeah. Freddy, you know what kind of bike it yeah. is, right? Yes, I do. And I'm gonna get a couple of tickets for sure. Yep, definitely. I would. Uh, I'd very much like to see this uh, cross the 2,000 mark because uh, it's got nothing to do with the uh, additional good stuff of the uh, double Warhound Titans, but just because it's a fucking good cause and really needs to be done. So. Uh, you know, get out there, go hit up the GoFundMe. There will be a link in the show notes. There will be a link on our podcast page. Give a little because it's going to help someone out a hell of a lot, and that's important. Yeah, and it's just, it's just amazing to see the community keeps uh, you know a close tie with charities. Like we had that for the eBay raffles for the army for the kids, and yeah, uh, for the toys for tots. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's, it's just getting more and more. That's amazing. And we yeah, spend no top, top dollars on our models, but we still keep giving more to the community. Yeah. And that's really, that's, that's just, it, it can't be said how important that is to uh, help out those who, who need it when we can. You know, e- even a grumpy, uh, grumpy miser like me who basically has no money most of the time, I will find money for stuff like this because it's important. Um, you know, the ability to pay it forward a little bit is always a good thing. So uh, yeah, it's gonna, it's awesome. It's very very cool, and we really do hope that the guys reach the, the total, and that Goochman gets his bike and whatever the extra uh, raising the if the two thousand dollars is over and above or smashes the target completely. I can't remember what the actual target was for the cost for the bike. Uh, the target is two thousand. So it is actually the two thousand. Yeah. Yeah, but if it goes okay. beyond that, the money will go to. Well, it just doesn't just stop with the bike. There's more stuff that needs money for, but okay. the bike is the most important part, and that's why the target is 2,000 to, to start with. Well, so the, I think the, the simplest thing is, let's just say, guys, get out there. We're going to do this guy a solid, and we're going to make sure he's not only got a bike, but it's going to be pimped out, and he's going to have all the good, good stuff to go with it. So make it happen. I mean, that's uh, the least we can do. Um, just literally looking at it now, they're at $515. Um, of uh, 1,819 goal so let's hit the 2,000 let's get out there make it work and it's uh, it's going to be awesome and as I also said earlier it's uh, not only the GoFundMe campaign because everyone at uh, Stiff will be able to buy the raffle tickets in person yeah, so there, might, so. there hopefully will be a quite a lot just ra- gather up to, through the raffle but if you want to help anyway and you can't really travel all the way to Texas to participate in an event, or well, it's quite hard because it's also sold out, the event. <laughs> but you could probably go there anyway and just say, I want to buy 
raffle tickets here, here, here you have a bunch of money for it it's for a good cause drop dollars just do it it's for a good cause that's what we're trying to say um, yep yeah, so that is that update and then we have some other in, we, we should move on to the news section um, which is kind of well should we should we get the new stuff out of the way because it's um, whilst it's yay it's also personally in my eyes it's kind of yay um, and that's just me but um what have we got new out from the Forge World at the moment, Chris? Well, tell the boy, tell the boys and girls the the most amazing stuff that you can buy from Forge World. They're completely new. Well, I did tell you that you could have the word because you really wanted to say no, it. No, it's all right. Really I'm going to say stop, it. I'm, I'm going to stop moaning about it, and you please, <laughs> by all means, you go out there and do it. Yeah, it's the Legia Custodes Contemporary Achilles Dreadnought. Yay! Stabby <laughs> McStab face. It's a Spirit McStab face, actually. Oh, Spiry McStabface with stab. Oh no, Stabby McStabface is his brother, the one with the sword. Yeah, that's Sheely McStabface. Oh, Sheely McStabface. Sorry, I'm getting confused by all the all the family references here. Yeah. But basically, it's a long spear with a fucking las cannon <laughs> attached to no, it. No, no, it's a special las cannon. Oh, oh, sorry. My apologies. Is that this? Can you remember the stats of said special las cannon? No, no. Freddy, open your book. No, I can't. <laughs> it's upstairs. Oh. It's next to my. Uh, it's next to my bed. So oh, you're, you're, oh, so you kiss it goodnight and you know. I caress you are it, hold it, and I think about Jens. You are not prepared, mate. You are not prepared. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> but I'm I'm actually quite excited for this because this is my Rylanor. Fair point. Actually, yeah, if you want to do ancient Rylanor from this. It yeah. makes a great uh, third legion dreadnought, the contemptor for sure. Hmm. I mean, I, I won't lie. I mean, when they when they did the first glimpses of the um, of the Custos a while back, I, I've, I'm actually on record, literally on a recording for the podcast, saying these things make me want to play, almost make me want to play Custodes, and they do. Yeah. <laughs> They're awesome. You're just um, a bit annoyed with that loyalist bit, right? Yeah, that's the only bit that gets me is the loyalist thing. But then again, if, I could, if, if you're ever going to pick up and play loyalist, you want to be the most fanatic badasses there is around so yeah. I just fancy I would love to do sort of like a Fear of the Ancients themed list with just a shit ton of these dreadnoughts yeah but how are you gonna do that without access to those rules that's my point is that I can't do the one list I want to do of course so. you do you buy the customer's dreadnought paint, paint them pink and present your own Emperor's Children player loyalist Emperor's Children player you don't have to be loyalist to play the yeah, you have right. Yeah, you can't really be that much of a heretic. Let's let's be fair. We 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 have to protect the fluff these days. We have to, to to as much a degree as possible. Uh, especially when you hear about triple Thanatar lists in fifteen hundred points and stuff. Yeah, and, or um, uh, a unit of Malkadors in two thousand points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all, all very legitimate and also all very very doable, but. Seriously, just just try and protect the fluff a little bit. If you can't do it, you can't do it. And having heretical um, custos just feels wrong. Uh, but uh, no, the, I, I would I would very fair, much like to do them. To be fair, the traders will have their lovely, unique units in the future as well, or unique uh, armies. They just have the war master. It's only taken us like uh, three years to get um, tyrants, tyrant siege terminators. So you know anything could happen. And but hey, everyone kind of banged on that they would never ever show up. So 
Yeah. So just keep, just keep uh, talking about it, and it might show up in the future, just like squats. Yeah, squats. Oh, you had to go there, didn't you? Well, the femur were revamped. Yeah. After I, I, I'm just not, years. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> feeling the love. I mean, technically, technically, we got plastic sisters. Technically. But, really. we no. We no, but we didn't. No, but we didn't. We do have plastic sisters. Just not the of battle kind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this, it's not this, cool, man. This one of the quiet ones. Yeah. Which are yeah. way cooler and uh, not at all related. Even yeah, they are pretty fucking badass, to be fair. <laughs> the models and the rules are pretty badass. But um, yeah, no, seriously, go, just going back to the new stuff uh, to bring it back around so we don't tangent too far. Spearing McStabface is pretty fucking awesome. Shieldy McStabface is also pretty awesome. I would love to be able to run them in a Fury of the Ancients kind of crazy list, but I can't, so I have to. And quit I, should, I should also mention it's McStabby Face and not Stab Face. Oh, Jesus. You should just. Right. People should have he- heard how much Jody wanted to say this before. This was a problem. Uh, and then he got too excited, and then he gave it to me. Speary McStabby face. Eh? Before I McStabby face you. Now, <laughs> moving on. Virtually. <clears throat> Literally. Um, so, Freddy. Yeah. Lincoln deadlines are starting to loom. Fuck yeah. Get your Tell lists, us. Get your freaking list in. Right. Actually, right now I'm uh, looking for everyone to send in their factions. As in, are you a traitor or are you loyalist? What's going on? Uh, are you playing Iron Hands? Are you playing something else? I just need like the basics. You don't have to write me a list. Just write if you're a traitor or loyalist, and I am playing bleh, Iron Hands, for example. As I did that. I'm Iron happy. Hands. Oh, no, you've done that. You're happy. You're good to go. But everyone else is, and I know there's heaps of people fan-sitting because everyone keeps hitting me up. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I'll tell you after the weekend or... What, what you mean is that how many Dark Angels are showing up? <laughs> I don't know. But it doesn't really matter. Lists are due in the end of March, 29th, to be more precise, I think. That's I'm mm-hmm. Pretty sure it's on the 29th. Sounds so good. 29th of March, all lists are due. Uh, after that, you know, I don't know what's going on. I need your lists. And if you have any questions, like the new FAQ is up, uh, there's also been a he- heaps of questions about compulsory units and whatnot, so I, I guess I'll just do a, a quick round down while I'm talking now. Please uh, do, yeah. See, my my example is like a cybernetic guy. You have to have uh, help me out here, Chris. Um, two units of two Castellux. Castellux, yeah, two units of two Castellux. So it means like if you run the Raiders Forsog, uh, the compulsory selection there is a HQ and two elites. But if you do Cybernetica, obviously you'll have to have two troop choices of two units of two Castlex as well. Yeah. So after yeah. you fill up those two, then you fill up the two elites, and then you fill up the HQ, and then you can pick whatever you want. Yeah, and that is only for Cybernetica. It's not for the Tagmata list because they don't have the requirements of having Thal- yeah. oh, Castlex. Or like if you do, what is your Hammer of Olympia, for example? Yep. Uh, so if you if you normally to be to be fair normally raw you can't run a right to war unless you do the age of darkness uh, force orb but this is a narrative kind of special event so I'm allowing a right to war to be played because it it, it becomes I'll play test it heaps and because mm. of the the drawbacks and the 
like the gains you get are cool, but you also get heaps of drawbacks. So like, let's say if you're running running the Hammer of Olympia, it means that you have to take three troops. Isn't that right? Correct yep. me here, Jody. Hammer of Olympia. Uh, yeah, it's an extra. It is an extra troop. Yep, you have uh, three compulsory troops, but it gives you yeah. an extra heavy support slot. Yeah. So it means that you still have to do your three troop choices, then your two elites, and then your HQ before you can start. Is it is it three troop choice or plus one compulsory? Oh well, I don't have the. I don't have. If it's plus one, then obviously it's you have to run your two elites, and then your next one you have to pick is one troop choice, and then you can start picking your own. I don't have my red book to hand, Chris. It's a very good very good point though. Well, we'll check. look through it, but usually it, it's it's either it's very you know literal. Like in the recon one, you have to have three troops, and the third one has to be a recon one. So you'll have to fill up that first, and then you have to do your two elites, and then you have to do your HQ, and then you can pick whatever you want. And just gotcha. to make sure make sure with the Shadow War rules, I kind of I think I missed that out or I fucked up when I wrote it it's uh, Lord of War or a Super Heavy yeah you should so, save for the reserves so no Malkadors yeah so because all of them have to be <laughs> kept in reserves also Hammer of Olympia is an additional compulsory troop choice okay, okay. yeah so you, that, that means that you, your your compulsory selection for the Raiders Force Org would be HQ two elites one troop the hammer of Olympia. That's not bad. I could handle that. I could yeah. find that quite. Ha- I could run that quite happily, to be fair. That would work. Just saying. Anyway, so the FAQ is out as well. Yep. Uh, well, well as, as we're going through it already. Typo, typo there, uh, which I'm going to change, which is about uh, Terminator armor, mm-hmm. because uh, they can't. What are they called? The Tartarus. Tartarus can't have storm shields, because that was cleared up. Yeah, and it's also quite clear if you read the actual rules in the books that they are separate. Yeah. The Tartarus pattern is a separate version of Terminator armor, and the con- and the only the, re- the regular one or cataphractic one can have the storm shields in the rules. Yeah. Well, see, uh, done and dusted and answered. And I'm saying that, and I really want. The, the storm shields on the cataphr- on Tartarus because they look really good with storm shields. Yeah, I must admit I do actually generally like Tartarus uh, Terminators. They are, they do look quite cool with stuff like that. It's also nice that they actually are different, differentiating them a bit in the rules. Not just mm. having the same. Basically, we change one thing and they're still the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this so, is very very true. But that's what I have to say about Lincoln. There are going to be heaps of more stuff coming on there. I'm going to drop some more rules about what's going on with the... Uh, well, most people have probably seen my little uh, teaser about the strategic cards. I'll go through... Oh, like, yeah. The close, closer we get to the event, there will be more rules drop about that. There will be that uh, NPC character and his rules dropped one each week leading up to the event now. And how that works and stuff will also kind of leak out when it comes to... There will be a summary, like the... The Shadow War missions for the Lincolnian Shadow War will be a bit expanded because right now I only released kind of the information that's necessary to build an army and uh, not 
the narrative stuff. I reckon that we'll have an episode on Lincoln before Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, right? there will yeah. most definitely be an episode <laughs> on Lincoln. And as we said before, there will also be uh, episodes on. Um, uh, well, there'll be episodes on the event series as a whole and on each of the individual parts as we go along. Yep. So it's going to be very, very cool. I'm very much looking forward to this. Yep. It's uh, be awesome. Is there anything else Lincoln related that we need to know about? Uh, no. As soon as the the proper trinkets, they should go on sale soon for the how you register your thingy because I know the Gothcon tickets are up so I'm yeah, they sure went the up mid February yeah the link Lincoln tickets no they got the Gothcon one so yeah I know Lincoln is trying a new system for like ticket release and stuff but I've I've done my part and I'm registered and I have you know put, put aside of 50 spots so I'm, everybody I'm, better show up yeah this almost uh, this almost calls for just uh, taking a photo from like Starship Troopers and adding I've done my part to it and add Freddy to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that would work. I've done yeah. my part. Time but to do yours. As soon as the the actual tickets to the con- convention goes mm-hmm. up, uh, I'll post that into the event and into the chat group chat where for Lincoln and, and post it. Smack it everywhere. So everyone that's uh, signed up that they're attending on the Facebook group can go in and secure the tickets. Nice. Awesome. I like it. Gonna do that as soon as humanly possible. Yeah. Because that's going to be dishes. And that's about uh, it. Yeah. Now we start to convince uh, them to run the good trains about an hour later on the game day than they usually do. Oh, any particular reason? Because I've, I've not or done that before. Because I can't get home otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Details. You know. Hotels, mate. Hotels. Yeah. Hotels and details, buddy. You know. Yeah, kind of. Considering someone quite close to me goes to the states for about two weeks, and that's not Freddy. Right before Oh, Lincoln. I thought you were talking about Freddy then, man. Yeah. Oh. Well, he's, he, he did say someone close to him. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was we close. To Fre- I was close to Freddy yesterday, but I didn't take the chance. Okay, I was just there wait, waiting for him to approach me. Yeah. Talking about... Oh, so the... missed opportunities. Careless, mom- careless moments. Yeah. Lost yeah. in the wind. Like, I, I thought that all that talk about Girly Man was uh, foreplay. No, that the, the that was just to see the reactions about, you know, from the G-Dub stuff. Was that as fun as it sounds? Uh, actually, considering he... Got more and more awkward, but shout out to the dude at G Dub Stockholm that I made it look awkward. <laughs> shout out to the dude who I fucked with by talking about Girly Man. Oh, you're just such a bad person. I also mentioned that I've been playing with Primarchs for years, so <laughs> it's yeah. nothing new to me. So, <laughs> like, oh, how the, look at this cool new toy. Yeah, been there, done that, man. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, Resin Master Race, dude, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, Fred, and then Freddy came over with a really small bag of steel legion and a giant pot of uh, of wash. Yeah. <laughs> steel. <laughs> so strip him, spray him, dump him in the wash, pick him out two days later, and see what happens. Exactly. It's all about steel, mate. 
You would love everything that has sort of iron, steel, metal, whatever, hands. I, tru- I truly do. Yeah. I truly do. But the perfect steel you can do is basically just paint the rubs a drab color and then keep the rest steel. No painting the metal, no primer or anything. Just keep it <laughs> white metal. Okay. Wouldn't they be the white metal legion then? Just saying. Yeah, people can't uh, tell the difference between metal colors anyway. People can't tell the difference between legions, but there's a nice little segue actually um, <laughs> into our upcoming main main topic in a moment. Um, but what I will say is uh, also, as we sort of round out the news, want to give a shout out to two new kids on the block on the podcasting block, and that is Edge of Empire and uh, Heresy or Not. And I I haven't listened to either yet. Doesn't mean I won't do. It's just I have a minor backlog of um, podcasts to get through. One's from the north, one's from the states. There we go. Okay, well that's a that's a pretty fair. Um, that's actually that's don't to be that's a pretty fair synopsis considering we've been referred to as the two Swedes and Englishmen who basically bitch at each other. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to think that as the top gear of heresy <laughs> podcasting, but um, you know, um, as I said before, Sons of Heresy have kind of got uh, ahead of us on that that uh, shtick already. So we'll have to see what we can do. Um, but yes, I think it's about time that we head on out of the intro and into our uh, main segment that is going to be all about the Iron Tenth, the Iron Hands. I'm going to get it right at least now. Um, so you sure? Mildly co- yeah, the Iron Hands. And I'm not reading your show notes, so stop trying to fuck me up a second time in this episode, Chris. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we, we will be right back with a little surprise and some Iron Hand talk right after this tune. Get the one they want and feel the clay. Put our side as an intervention of you and 
renowned for their pride, cold-hearted brutality, and remorselessness in battle, the Iron Hands were among the most powerful and famed Space Marine Legions of the Great Crusade. They were the hammer that had shattered countless foes in the Emperor's quest to liberate mankind from the darkness of old night. Their Primarch was Ferris Manus, a bellicose and uncompromising warlord and peerless weaponsmith from whom the 10th Legion took their name and whose command was to them inviolate law. Caught up in the machinations of the War Master's treachery, they were undone by their own hubris and the blade of the traitor both, and paid a heavy price in the brutal slaying of their Primarch and the near crippling of their strength. Though left a shattered legion, the cold fury of the Iron Hand's bitter vengeance would afterwards be writ across the stars. And we're back, and it is one of our favourite things to do here on the Virgin Heresy podcast. We are focusing on one of the 18 of 20 legions, and tonight we are focusing on the 10th legion, the second legion that took iron in its name, the one that uh, just, I, don't, I can't even be objective in this. They're the Iron Hands, you know, their hands are iron, Iron Warriors are all about the metal, we'll leave it at that. Um, and tonight... I thought thought you were going to say something that you at least are warriors and they're more hand-focused. I was going to say that that they they, they focused on their hands and, you know, all that sort of stuff, but... And and this is why they were best buddies with Emperor's Children, Sarah, because they had the Iron Hands. You mean they had the metal grip? Yeah, that's why they were loved. That's why they were. Th- that's that's why they were the ultimate bro team. Fer- Fer- Ferris and Fulgrim. One with the Iron Grip and the Phoenician who liked it. Um, anyway, <laughs> tonight we have a guest with us, and it is uh, the wonderful, wonderful co-host from uh, one of our sister podcasts here in Sweden, and that is Nicholas. How you doing, buddy? Hello, every guy. <laughs> every guy. Hello, everyone. Yeah, I'm doing just fine. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I, I could I could wax lyrical about you, but you know you better than I know you, and this is a good thing you've known yourself for many years now. So um, why not introduce to our listeners? Tell them a little bit about yourself, uh, about the hob- your hobbying, all that sort of jazz, what you do, and of course, do not forget to uh, pimp your fantastic podcast because um, we do it every week for you so you know it's, I think it's about time that you did it yourself directly so yeah yeah right uh, uh, I'm a 23 year old mechanical engineering student I live in uh, the very lovely and small town of Kavda here in Sweden uh, I got into um, games worship games when I was like five I got my first model and uh just went downhill from there. <laughs> been uh, collecting and playing. Uh, since then, started playing like 40k, like actually playing the game and not making room room noises when I was 13 or something. Uh, played Iron Hands uh, from most of 5th edition 40k. Uh, but like, after a while, when I noticed that the game was going pretty much downhill, I <clears throat> switched over to Flames of War. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, guys, I still got a bit of a cough. It's got nothing. It's got nothing to do with your record in Flames of War and having known Freddy for a long time with that, is it? 
Um, so, oh, shit. sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Just we understand the no, PT- no. PTSD of Flames of War, man. It's it's real. Don't worry. I was there, man. I was there. By <laughs> four. Oh my god! I saw my my lead men die. <laughs> Rolled so many ones. <laughs> so yeah, like at the end of fifth edition, I got out of 40k and started playing Flames of War most of the time, and just saw started sliding further down into hell from the sidelines uh, with this crazy new stuff coming out uh, so I've been playing Flames of War a lot and uh, that's where I met Freddy uh, <clears throat> when you got back from Australia I think when you organized the Scandinavian Flames in Stockholm yep that's uh, right it was love at first sight <laughs> my Greeks bravely fought your Poles yeah you can you can uh, like interpret that any way you want. We are easily, <laughs> easily uh, done, actually, easily done. <laughs> well, uh, actually, you know, hands hands down to Nicholas. He he was probably the only one that took the most points off me during that tournament, bastard. <laughs> um, Wrong game system. Just so, move on, move on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've been playing that, and uh, like I've been looking at 40k from sidelines a bit, and I saw that. Uh, Heresy was coming out, and I've been following the Heresy novel series since it came out. Like I bought the first book when I was in in England, uh, and that must have been when I was like fourteen or something, uh, thirteen or fourteen. Uh, I've been reading that series. I and I fucking love it. It's like the best fucking sci-fi series ever. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, Amen, yeah, brother. I've, I've been uh, seeing like the stuff coming out, but. Uh, didn't really get into it because I didn't know anyone who's playing it. I didn't. I didn't even know that like it was a thing. Since like most forceful things were like when I was playing 40k, is that they made awesome stuff, but no one really played it because uh, I don't really know why. <laughs> uh, maybe because you were like a teenager and your average income <laughs> was not enough to maintain drinking. Chasing skirts and buying Fortress products. Yeah, but like the my favorite book from uh, Imperial Armor is like the 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 third one, the Taros one, the Tau and Imperial Guard, and I just loved it because it was just written in such a different way than the usual 40k lore. That it was like it actually described like military operations in a realistic way. Yeah. Uh, compared to a million billion orcs facing the most heroic three space marines in the galaxy, slaughtering them with their hands tied right in the backs. Well, well, I think that there's two things that really attract people to the Fortress thing. That the on the one hand, it's the grand scope, so it attracts a lot of like people that grew up with Lord of the Rings and Warhammer and stuff, and like it's the grand armies compared to 40k. 40k is more, I don't know. It, it, You'd never get to feel it's like the massive battle scenes as it is in in the Forge World books, and also it attracts people that got tired of 40k moving into historical because it's like sci-fi historical or whatever you can call it. It's like yeah. because it, you get that historical feel, but it's still set in your most favorite sci-fi universe, the one that you grew up with as a kid. Exactly. It's like the best of heaps of words. And my, my favorite book is The Bad Ab Wars. Oh, so good. But anyway, move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I've used, like, looking at 40k from the sidelines, uh, looking at the releases of the, the horse 
Jersey, and of course loving the models, but like didn't really. And like the the calf box came out, I'm, I was looking at that and like got really interested. But like, why would I buy a bunch of stuff if, if no one's playing it? And then I went to Lincoln to uh, play Planes of War with Freddy again, and Freddy brought like two armies and shitloads of train for 30k. And I was like, hey, like, what's going on? Why are you bringing all this stuff? <laughs> oh, oh, we we all know that from Freddy. We all know that from Freddy. It's like, come on, first taste is free. <laughs> <laughs> my my, uh, my wife has called my attic a clown car. <laughs> it is like she doesn't want to go up there because it just seems like every time I go up there I come down with like five or six moving boxes with new sets of miniatures that I dump into the laundry and I start painting stuff I'm, ca- I'm calling TARDIS I'm calling I'm calling TARDIS you know that's, the, that's it's not a clown car it's a TARDIS so that way it sounds way cooler anyway so sorry Nicholas man I'm cutting, cutting it on you there <laughs> So when we were playing the like the war tournament, uh, I was talking to Freddy like about Terry K in general, and he said, "Yeah, I'm organizing this tournament." And like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And he asked me like, "Do you want to play?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, but like, I don't have an army." And I said, "Well, you can borrow one of mine." <laughs> fucking awesome! So he had a, an Emperor's Children army and his Raven Guard army. Uh, so I just basically read all all the rules because I hadn't played since fifth edition, so. Uh, I didn't really know <laughs> all the new stuff um, and then okay, I had to call my girlfriend I'm like yeah I'm staying another day here you know <laughs> <laughs> Freddy Freddy uh, Freddy really <laughs> well you know it's what I do break up marriages <laughs> Uh, not, not, in, not in that way, though. <laughs> 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 <clears throat> yeah, sorry, Nicholas, so, please continue. So, so <laughs> Freddie Freddy started messing with your life and um, got you hooked into uh, into heresy there. So, like, after the Flames War Tournament, uh, we walked over to where the 40k tournament was and uh, uh, just watched some, some, some action, like what was left, because they still had, like, the last game or something. And like I immediately knew why I left 40k again. Like every time, like I get like after six or something, I was thinking, oh, like a few years ago, like oh maybe I should start 40k again. And then I like think of projects to make. Like I was thinking about making a Death Corps of Krieg army because I had made one before, uh, and I was thinking of making like a like a tank hunter army with like basilisks made for direct fire. And then I think like. It's just gonna suck. Like some some guy with a like really tough army is just gonna <clears throat> destroy all the like the hard work I made into this army uh, with some some shitty list made to win. And like when I saw the 4K tournament in Lincoln, it was the exact same feeling again. Like the I was playing LR with only jet bikes, except for like a fortress of redemption, like an imperial fortress. With his LR and just that, like, he broke the magic instantly. Like, okay, this is this is just a tournament game. It's not about making armies at all. And like, most of the people I was talking to about the tournament were like exhausted from the <laughs> like the shitty lists. Like, okay, 40k still sucks. Now I know. 
And then in the other room, the guys who were like there the day before uh, the 30k tournament, playing 30k. And I walked in there, and it was just a totally different vibe from everyone. Like people were having fun when they were playing. It's like unbelievable. I know and the horror, like, right? <laughs> and they were just excited about their armies, and he's just asking, asking them like, "Oh, so what are you playing, and how does this work?" And everyone was just super friendly and inviting. It's it's a really good vibe, and uh, went back the day afterwards, and apparently I was going to play a Guard. So I just played, and I had like really great games. Like the first game I played was against Morton, the my my lovely co-host from Don't Lose Your Head. Uh, played against this Emperor Children. Then I played against Kalle from uh, Manu. And then I played against uh, Mr. Plastic Fantastic. These three really good games and really got me excited. And I, th- I actually bought like the calf box uh, like a week before this or something. It's just fate, because I I found it in the store for like almost half price. Wow. Yeah. And and then and then fucking fate intervened again, because <laughs> you won uh, a raffle. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got the the, the armless book. It's fucking awesome. I think something is telling me that something was telling you to get your ass into heresy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like everything happened at once. Uh, and then I started listening to uh, the the Eye of Horse podcast. So I got the sticker from Freddie, and I never really listened to podcasts before this. I started listening to those guys, and that like also got me super excited. Because like podcast, like even if you don't play games or have anyone to play against, it's just podcasts really help you to keep like the fire alive. Oh, it's it's all about keeping the party alive when it comes to uh, to podcasting. That's what it's all about. Breaking breaking the back of those long painting sessions and you know, cryptid talk and random talk <sighs> about life size Freddy dolls and stuff like that. <laughs> this painting you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's something we've talked about before, Christopher. Don't worry, you'll get there. You'll get there. It's okay. It's one step at a time, buddy. One step at a time. Yeah. I'm just one. gonna prime it black and do two highlights then. Dude, that's advanced level. I mean, it's not like you painted the bolt to silver and put splodges of paint in the eyes. You know, that's that's the two highlights is kind of advanced shit. Um, that depends on if you count the the splodges of paint and the, the bolter as highlights. Ah, see details, what you did there. See what you did there. So. Well, that, that is like, uh, what was it at um, at the ETC? Do you remember that, Nicholas? Uh, that yeah. the one army that had uh, shoulder pads all painted in three colors, like rainbow shoulder pads, and the rest was just gray. Oh fuck it! Oh yeah, fuck that. Uh, that also made me lose so much interest in 40k like even more even more and that was like after I didn't start with heresy just looking at that tournament it's just fuck <laughs> like it was basically the same artist everywhere everyone was playing five knights and some OP units on the side like five knights and elder jet bikes with farseer five knights and imperial guard psychers five knights and d cannon elder things it's yeah <sighs> Oh my god. All, all the LRD cannons. Yeah. <laughs> That's 
Now, 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 I have to say, right now, with the degree of bitterness I'm hearing in you there, Nicholas, <laughs> and I, I, I mean this as a good thing. Do understand this. I truly mean this as a good thing. Why the hell are you not playing the Iron Fourth? What, that is where the bitterness lies, my friend. Come to the bitter side. We have the lemons. You know, this is where you should be. What, okay, if, if I would play against 40k armies, then I would play Iron Warriors, probably. <laughs> yeah, true. Bring all the prospects. It works, trust me. Been there, done that. <laughs> Oh, oh, I, Mr. Power Gamer. I'm oh, not a power gamer. I just know where my I know where my strengths lie. <laughs> I love I love playing against prospects. I love people complaining about prospects because like every time people bring it up, I mean, but like, what, what's the problem? You're you're in a Armor 14 vehicle anyway. Oh wait, you're not in an Armor 14 vehicle. <laughs> Spoilers, darling. Spoilers. Let's not go too much into it, into the, the whole AV14 talk just yet. We'll get there. Uh, I think I think what would be uh, I think what would be good now. I mean, it's a good overview. I mean, okay, you got into you've you've not only gotten dragged in, not kicking and screaming, but you know, with Freddy's one one touch, one time, three. Something in fate. Something in the fates of the uh, the 30k gods basically went. Give this man a really cheap box of models and give him a book on how to build an army. Um, literally, you you better read that as a sign to get your ass into uh, heresy. Otherwise, um, what made you? Uh, just very briefly before we actually start talking in a bit more detail, what made you go for the Iron Tenth? Well, uh, I played them in 40k, so I had like I had like a full battle company in 40k. So there's like over 100 infantry guys and assorted vehicles. So I've always been interested in, in Iron Hands. Um, and yeah, so when I started 30k, I was actually thinking between three armies and narrowed it down to uh, so it's Iron Hands, Sons of Horus, and White Scars. Yeah. Uh, so White Scars, because I really just like they're very different, just the way not just the way they play, but the way they they think, like compared to other legions, and that they're just or, really or, or, or not think. Depending on your viewpoint. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. uh of horrors I like because they're just the like the main antagonists of of the stories you can always just because I really like a fluffy standpoint when I play the game. I really love the idea of playing like good versus bad. Which is also a thing that I missed in forty K where you would just play like Blood Angels against Ultramarines and Grey Knights against Whatever else, Imperial, because everyone's playing Imperial. Like, yeah. Why not just play Heresy, <laughs> where you actually have two sides? Yeah. It was like thing that I started like even more from Planes of War, because you always play good against bad, pretty much. So this is the, the idea of always being able to play against someone and have like a, a reasonable story behind it with the Sons of Horus, and they're also just brutal guys. <laughs> I kind of yeah. like the idea of drop hunting anyway, but yeah, eventually. I settled down for Iron Hands because <clears throat> the one, the army I had for 40k was kind of basically painted, just like black and silver, and I really liked the like the Forge World way of painting Iron Hands with a metal base and then darkening down with black. So I just tried that on a marine and I liked the result. So yeah, Iron Hands. It was like because I, I didn't want to paint the same army twice, and this was new, and I just really liked Iron Hands. So. Very cool, very yeah. very cool. So, 
you you are our guest this evening and um before we go uh we're, we're going to hear from Freddie and Chris about their ties into Iron Hands in a minute but can you give us an overview sort of a Iron Hands 101 um about sort of give us an overview of the of the legion sort of what what is who are not what is what is an iron hand well uh, that's too much social life but um who are the iron hands tell us about them give us an idea about the legion sort of how it looks and then we can sort of jump off into a nice discussion about them all right so like the the iron hand psyche is uh they're very pragmatic and much nihilistic. They're, they're, they're more Swedish than the Space Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So they used to care about like the end result and they used they <clears throat> there's like they're the ultimate white and black of how the world works. You're either winning or you're losing. There's like no middle ground. You need like if, if you're given a goal you need to complete it no matter what and no matter the cost you just need to <clears throat> do what you're told like a computer um, and uh, there's actually developed into this from their home world like most legions they're shaped by their home world so to start with their home world was like a really important forge world uh, almost as important as Mars during like the, the heydays of like before Dark Knight and all all those scary business so uh, <clears throat> really big force world and then like, when they got cut off from the rest of the Imperium they're, they they it just went to hell like <laughs> everything stopped working and they, the, the planet totally decayed so just, the world is just full of ruins and people trying to survive in this, this wasteland. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much Mad Max in the 40k universe. Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like people scavenging stuff, but like they had a lot of tech there and a lot of vehicles. So they, these like run around in these convoys, just searching for stuff to survive and just fight fight each other in these like different these different clans as they're known so you just go around scavenge in these like giant uh, land crawlers and smaller vehicles mm-hmm. and they're also they also have this like uh, really like the machine cult of Mars but just they've been cut off for such a long time so it's kind of I, I, I always picture them riding around like in some of the in those, do you remember in Epic those uh, fucking massive Imperial Guard? Yeah, yeah. Would have what were the they called again? Capital Imperial Imperialists or Leviathans? Leviathans. Yeah. 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 Sounds sounds, sounds like, larger. Sounds very techno barbarian mixed with Jawas from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And okay. they have these like super like extreme machine cults, and they have like no idea how stuff works but you just pray to machine god and enter the digits of the sacred rituals and stuff works and you just go around looting stuff and killing each other and trying hit, to remain alive hit the holy button of on 
So, so yes, yeah, yeah, techno barbarians in a like a really techy wasteland uh, made them into who they are. Just like either I live, or uh, and that guy dies, or I die. It's just the ultimate live or die in a <laughs> in a really advanced Mad Max world. Awesome. <laughs> Pretty much. Awesome. So, I mean, it all has its. Um, it, I mean, like you say, every legion is sort of shaped by its home world, and then from the sky, the skies, cra- you know, the, the the clouds part, the ball of fire or whatever comes plunging to earth, and just like a bad ripoff of Superman or vice versa, there is a there is a thing, and there is a child, and there is life, and there is music or you know, discordant, scary screams, or whatever the future may or may not hold for them, and then a Primark arrives, or a baby Primark. Um, so, what, what's what's the? T- give us a quick once over of the the Primark of the Legion, and um, yeah, what's what his little introduction to the world. All right, so Ferris Manus <coughs> uh, grew up uh, on this. Make awesome world. Oh, it's called Medusa, by the way. Ah. Uh, so he grew up in his world, pretty much going from clan to clan, uh, just like Mad Max. He just like rows around, and just maybe he helps some people, maybe he won't. He doesn't really care. And uh, pragmatic as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is maybe I want to help these guys. Maybe I would like them to survive. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just go away. Fuck you guys. Uh, and then. He grew up uh, eventually. He, oh, yeah, he was just practically when he grew up, he kind of knew that he was meant for something. Like, he can't be this super mega human among these regular humans without a purpose. Because he's pragmatic as fuck. Like, there must be a reason for everything. Uh, so he went around this world testing his strength against, like, everything he could find. And, like, going around and like the the dungeons of the world because it's like a really advanced it was a really advanced sports world and it's just the the techno barbarians here roaming around on the surface in their vehicles but like down below because it must mean like millions of catacombs in that world he's like took some humans and just went down into the catacombs that are of course are full of mutants and he just go, goes down there and just like dungeon crawls his entire like upbringing <laughs> to level up he's I need to become stronger. I need to kill enemies. Just test my strength. Just kill mutant after mutant but, after mutant. The, the, the Primark way of uh, pop core extended for like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought, I must level up. Ooh, something shiny. What did you drop? Ooh, new equipment. Yay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Ooh, some uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when he like became older, he also became apparent he's pretty good at making stuff himself so he's like a good smith of course Uh, and then like he found the best boss uh, on the planet the silver worm Uh which is uh, kind of debated but what it is but it's highly most likely Necrontech or a Catan primer or whatever something like that or not a primer but a Catan shard Uh, so he found the thing and battled with it for a long time 
but he found that it was made of living metal and couldn't really kill it. So the only way he could uh, finally kill it is by drowning it in lava with his bare fucking hands. Which is pretty fucking badass. That's... Ah, you sound like a normal day out, you know? Friday <laughs> night for Freddy. Drowning, so, drowning something in, in hot liquid. Yeah, that that's... Um, <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> Man, when I drink my my hot shots in uh, pink cardigan, <laughs> and there's move a mental image that everybody else didn't need. <laughs> Moving on, so yes, uh, but, uh, so, he, he yeah, took the ultimate he, boss fight. When he killed this thing, uh, his hands were covered in this living metal, and he found that he couldn't take it off. And he also found out that he became better at creating things better at smithing Ooh. and uh, there's this quote that he says sometime later that like even though I, that I've created all of these magnificent things with my hands it is not really made by my hands that it's not really he who made these things like his hands are making it for him damn that's deep <laughs> yeah I always, always wonder about like the emperor reacted to the whole that he was kind of like necronic yeah well to be fair one of them had one of the other primarchs had stuff implanted in his brain and another one had wings so I don't really know where the hands come on that scale yeah but it's Observes. like a an, an alien thing that's kind of possessed part of his body so <laughs> yeah but the, like uh, the necron thing is like the implants on angron at least that's made from human uh, you know, he's kind of biased towards humans. But it was, but it was alien tech, not human tech. Hang on, let, let's be fair. He, let's, not, let's, let's be honest. The emperor teleported him up to his ship and then teleported him to his own ship pretty fucking quickly. He was like, "Fuck you, man! I don't want anything to do with you." <laughs> yeah, but and, it's st still, like it's alien tech, so it's just tech that he can understand pretty much. But being possessed by like a a sun vampire is like a level above, I think. So, in, in gaming terms, he took on the big boss, ended up with the big boss's hands, became more epic, and then moved on. Effectively, went on to the bit, the next, uh, the next quest. Yeah, then he was like the warrior king of Medusa, just going around, sitting in thrones, being like, <laughs> if, if Mad Max became lord of everything in the Mad Max world, but with like, but with metal power, metal hands. Yeah, and then the Emperor came, and, and Ferris is like, fuck yeah, finally, a new boss. So he's like, I challenge you, Golden Man. So they fought a bit, and then he's like, yeah, you're pretty good at fighting. State your business. And then he said, like, yeah, like, I created you, and I need you to lead this giant army of supermen to conquer the galaxy. And Ferris accepted. But first you must go to Terra and train. Yeah, he went to Terra for a while and showed off his epic smithing skills. And he hooked up with my best buddy. Yeah, so that's when the, they, they made... The, the person that may or may not be loosely based on my uh, biography. <laughs> a pre a precognitive biography there for you, Freddy. They saw it coming and saw you coming. It's where he met Fulgrim, and he they made their weapons for each other, so... Fulgrim's like, I can make the best weapon. And Ferris's like, no, I know that I can make the best weapon. And they're like, let's have a weapon off. Oh, it's on, bro. So they, both made, 
Yeah. People made a cool weapon and they were like, Oh my god, your weapon is perfect. No, your weapon is perfect. Like, Let's have each other's weapons. <laughs> see, see, this is just like a, yeah. a, a continuous story of a typical Friday night. <laughs> I can hear so I can hear soft saxophone music in the background when they do that. I don't know why. I just it just. Let's go to the. And when they went to the bathroom, they went together. <laughs> and we could also put this note here. At least these two are quite accomplished smiths, unlike Volcan. <laughs> <laughs> I think also at this time Ferris made the uh, Lorgar's hammer or like. Mace or whatever. It's like here, have this, because I don't know. Have I have weird feelings towards you that I can't <laughs> describe in words. So I'll give you this mace thing. Go away. So just, uh, Wouldn't that be? I, I just want to hammer you so bad right now. Here, got, here. Take so it. I've just got this. I've just got this horrible mental, this, this sad mental image of Vulcan walking up, going, "Hey guys, I'm like the most awesome smith ever. I'm like the Emperor Smith." And he's like, "Check out my hammer," and misses. And they're like, "Oh, you missed. What's that? One time in six? I bet you wish you could to like do that over." Um, well, you know. I have a good analogy of uh, like the difference between Iron Hands and Salamanders, like. The way that they're smiths, uh, and that like the salamanders, they could make like the most beautiful bolter work perfectly, and they could adorn it so it's like just brilliantly made. But Iron Hands could fix a land raider with a toaster. <laughs> Sorry, I love that. <laughs> Sorry, this is this ultimate MacGyver. I, I, get me, get me a toilet roll, get me an avocado, and get me some duct tape. It's, it's a land raider. Just get it, man. I can yeah. make it work. <laughs> but hey, hey, no, no one's gonna drive last year's land raider. We want the new, shiniest, best, the best purple one. Well, the one with the, the airbag, airbag suspension and, you know, auxiliary drive. That plays yeah. Mu- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hy- hydraulics and fucking, you know, mega sub- subwoofers, mate. Subwoofers and... <laughs> subwoofers, isn't it, fam? That's what you want. Yeah. Don't fix the ladder. We, we want the new one. We want to upgrade it. So that's the, before, before we derail this, because, you know, we can do tangents like almost as good as Northern Heresy. Um... <laughs> Let's uh, let's let's sort of come back, and that's a sort of a general start overview of of the Legion, um, and we got an idea of sort of why you got into it. So uh, let, let's spin it out to uh, to Freddie and Chris here, guys. I mean, Chris, you're a long time, longish time Iron Hands player. Sound about right? Well, it it was my first thirty uh, k Legion when I got back from War Machine. So how was how when you came in from the cold? Um, I actually enjoyed War Machine, but let's not talk about when that. You realize, when you uh, realized scenery was three-dimensional? Well, I realized that I preferred a less competitive scene. <laughs> so that made it. Yeah. But I got into Iron Hands basically when they first got rules. Book two. Yeah. So that's what... How many years is that now? When was book two oh, released? God, that's be four years four, ago. Yeah, at least three or four years ago. 2013. Yeah. Yep. Damn years, just keep escaping keep us. Damn, damn numbers as they keep, you know, growing larger and larger and stuff and things. Yeah, but I've always been interested in Iron Hands, even from 40k, but the lore in 40k is starting to get a bit ridiculous, actually. But uh, yeah. the Legion. It was the look of the Legion is probably why 
Yeah. That's what sort of was it when you said the look of the Legion? Is that sort of like as in just just how they're painted or how they sort of go out there on the tabletop? How they're how they're painted and how they're portrayed. Okay. In the in the miniatures because the miniatures are gorgeous. Yeah. Sure. They do have some of the best. Well, they're one of one of the most steampunky legions. Yeah, if you want bionics, they have bionics, so to speak. <laughs> and they don't really bother bother covering them either, which is a good thing because it makes the the them stand out a bit more. Uh-huh. Although I I bought enough of the old Forgeworld bundle where you had like two squads with upgrade kits and uh, what is it called the uh, Iron Father? Yeah. So they have four of them, Iron Fathers. Yeah. starting to run out of things to do with them <laughs> uh, if ever there was a hobby challenge hashtag cha- change my uh, pimp, pimp my iron father um, so what about you what about you Freddie what got you into the, uh, the iron hands well because uh, well all the way back every, all the time since I started playing rogue trader or fantasy I, when I collected one army I always wanted to have their counterpart so like when I did dwarves, obviously I wanted to have night goblins because you know they're they they're sworn enemy. Amen to that. So when I did when I did Empress Children, I always thought that like I need to do an Iron Hands army because I need I need to have the counterweights. I need like they used to be bros and now they're bitter enemies. Like they their story is kind of a betrayal within a betrayal because they're the best of mates and then uh, they kind of like it's it's not just the normal betrayal with Horus Heresy, they take it to another level because you know they're yeah, super close, and then they, you know, because like most of, a lot of uh, legions are, like, they're on not super good grounds before the, the the betrayal, like the Imperial Fists and Iron Warriors and a Warriors yeah, well, and Ultramarines. They're already well, pretty to, mad. To be to be honest, the Imperial Fists aren't really mates with anyone. Neither are the Iron Warriors. But. Uh, to, be, to, be, to be fair, we have our reasons. The Imperial Fists just haven't been allowed off Terra. But for some reason, uh, fucking Night Lords and Death Guards are like uh, Battle Brothers or like Battle Sword or whatever, like the best. Ultimate. <laughs> but on the other, ha- other hand, they're Death Guard and Dark Angels uh, cooperating in the Heresy as well. So. Yeah, but the Dark Angels don't know which side of the fence they've got the pole stuck up. Um yeah, because they're because they're help, helping Typhon. Exactly. Um, so you, that's a sort of you. You're more of a, a counterpart. I mean, you have the the Emperor's children there, and yeah. Chris is the the sort of how everything looked on the on the battlefield and how they how they sort of represented, which is you know absolutely awesome. And so I think that that actually. Well, I I always, I always love them as loyalist legion as well. Like out of all the one, they're they're. Besides, like, the confusion with the Dark Angels, because I started playing, actually, a rogue trader with Dark Angels when they were black. Uh, they're, they're one of the legions that are, the, how, how would you say, like, the, the darkest, but still being loyalists. Yeah, that, that's that makes sense. Like, what I like about them as well, because they're, like, evil good guys. They're, yeah. And, like, like another, good character, evil guys. another character I could, like, compare them to is the, the Punisher. Yeah, yeah, they are—they are kind of like the Punisher, like the, like, because I always love playing the bad guys. But if I want to play the good guys, then like, because I, I like the Dark Angels because they're—they're they're kind of like also bad good guys. Because <laughs> you don't really know if they're good guys or bad guys. 
and they only care about themselves. And and the Iron Hands, they don't really care about themselves. They don't care about anything. <laughs> so, so they, you know, they only care about you know the emperor. And everyone else is just a sacrificial offering. Yeah, and that that may or may not get them into trouble a little bit later on. But spoilers, uh, we're not going to go there just yet. So uh, okay, so we got an idea why why you guys sort of got into the uh, the legions themselves. So let's talk about go dive back in. Excuse me, uh, to the legions itself. Now, the thing is, the one thing that I mean, I, I'm not an iron hands player i don't know a huge amount about them apart from sort of the the general i guess the general knowledge but um there is they they have a different sort of from my point of view they're one of the first um legions to really have a a very different internal structure and i'm sort of what i'm talking about is the clan the clans within the iron hands so can someone explain that to me as um, somebody who doesn't know about it but knows about it um, alright so I guess I'll I'll do, do it do it man so do like, it, man. even do in 40k they also have a different structure so uh, in 40k like the you have the the chapters have like 10 companies and only like 5 of them are battle companies they, they're made to like do every kind, everything kind of good, so they have like a good mix. And the rest of them are like assault companies and heavy support companies and reserve companies. Well, the Iron Hands have like they're a chapter, but they have like 10 clans that are like the battle companies, so, so they have to like be able to take care of themselves and their like armies and themselves. And like they're not the best of friends with each other, even there, and they don't have like a central. A ruling like it's not a single guy who controls everything. In 40k, they have the clan council, I think. Yeah. Basically, it represents different all over the clans. Okay. So more yeah. board exactly. of executives and a benign dictator. Yeah, but they still have the land ships you were talking about earlier as well as the, yeah. the basis for their companies. Not those that are fleet based, but the ones that are still. Just rolling around Medusa. Yeah. Looking yeah. Fun. So in in 30k, uh, when Ferris came to the planet, he he didn't unite those like techno barbarian clans. He didn't like he didn't become their leader. He's let them be because he knew that in order to keep them strong, he need to like keep them fighting all the time, or do you just become weak and complacent? So uh, <clears throat> when he Met the Emperor, and the Emperor's like, take some guys from your planet and let's go. He took like the best guys from each of the clans, and the clans are like, still fighting on the planet. And so they have these different clans that are like their own armies and their own small legions essentially, because they operate pretty independently. That's pretty uh, cool, man. They also. Yeah have to fight for resources against other clans so yeah. the clans that perform, perform better get better resources and better newer, newer armor and your gear exactly so like if a clan if it like Ferris is okay you guys gotta do this shitty mission and if they do a good job he'll be like okay so like the new armor we got from this portal will go to you guys since you did a good job or if they failed and if they fail like several times then he's like 
you know, getting shit until we prove that you're actually good. So, like, some clans may actually be starved of supplies and eventually die because they didn't do a good enough job. Like, Ferris doesn't care about the like their their history and their heraldry. Like, if they don't uh, like if they don't do a good job now, <laughs> they're not gonna get anything from them. Not getting any love. Whoa. It, it, it is very market economy. Like he invests in the one that proves that they can keep performing. Yeah, that's uh, like uh, when he went to Istvan, Clan uh, Averni, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, they were like his favorite clan at the time, so they got like all the Terminator armor. Terminator armor is pretty new uh, this time, right? Uh, and he was experimenting with all different kinds of Terminator armor. He built his own Terminators, basically, as well. Just yeah. Yeah, I got the... Are you a volunteer? Ah, you're a volunteer now. I'm gonna put you in this armor. You don't really need legs for this armor. So I'm gonna cut off your legs and half of your arms. And then you can use the power fist instead. No. <laughs> okay. became the armor. Like, the Gorgon Terminators, they're... They can't take them off. They become the Gorgon Terminators. Yeah, they're fused into the armor. <laughs> So, yeah, like, that was maybe not such a good move since he lost, like, the entire nice clan. That, yeah. Well, he also lost most, uh, almost all of his bodyguard, the Murlocs, which were uh, elite Terminators. Which is uh, fucking weird, there's no rules for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because there's, like, four existing in the fluff after Istvan, might be why. Yeah, so that that's the, the the clan structure. They're pretty much small legions within the legion that have to compete for resources, and like uh, they're mirrored from their clans on on Medusa. So <clears throat> my my background story for my clan, I like made up my own clan, and uh, and their story is that like when they were pretty small clan on Medusa, but when all of like the the strong uh, men or strong like boys. Got picked to become space marines. Like they got their chance to, like backstab the other clans and become strong themselves. So then that clan like became bigger on Medusa and first like, you guys fought your way up. Gonna take some of you your guys and you're gonna become space marines. Yeah, that's that's sort of the that's the sort of the clan structure and and everything there. And I mean we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit in detail. A bit more about the uh, the army itself, but uh, I, I would say for anybody who's sitting there going, okay, this sounds kind of interesting. I don't know much about them. Go and get your heads into book two, massacre, uh, because I'm just scanning through. The, I mean, color plates are amazing, uh, and and for for that reason, read the corresponding books in the Black Library series that will give loads of fluff fluff and inspiration from that time. Yeah, that's very, very true. But I love... <coughs> sorry, I'm just looking at them, and they... they uh, it's one of the few few times I've seen metal done really well as a, as a 2D image, but um, it's so nice to see. It looks, it looks uh, almost... Exactly, shiny. it's so yeah. it's so well done. But, you know, it's, it's what, there's not a whole lot... Uh, you wouldn't expect anything less from, uh, from Forge World. So... Well, not, not in the color plates, at least. No, this is true. Um... So let's let's talk. Let's get let's get into some detail. Let's talk. Let's talk about favorites. 
things you guys love about the Iron Hands. And let, let's start off with fluff, because that's, that's what we all love to talk about. What is your favourite piece of Iron Hands fluff? I mean, what gets you that little bit harder, that little bit more excited every time you think about it what's maybe informed how you've sort of decided to build your armies and let's start off with let's go with you chris drop you on the spot there what's your yeah that's, that's always <laughs> you know i like to do these things on the dynamic kind of play-by-play style so uh yeah oh. what's your favorite piece of fluff dude what's your favorite piece of this this is what the iron hands are for me this is what i love the most well it's going to be a two-parter because I'm going to do because there's before and after Ferris basically and that's the first part of the fluff in the Iron Hand section the origins the hammer and the storm which is basically the battle for rust and that's before they have uh, before Ferris comes and makes them really really cold and don't really make and uh, disregarding for the human allies and they Basically, drop and drop an entire army of uh, of, mo- of mortal troops, but, uh, if you can say that, and cybernetica, and just put them in the middle of all the orc bases and just say, survive. We need to draw out all the orcs, and they just stand there and getting pummeled to hell by six or seven orc cities, basically. And when all the orcs are out, they just drop in the the entire army. The entire Iron Hands army and just massacre the orcs, destroying the entire planet and killing all the orcs. Awesome. That's that's the first. The second part is Riven, which is a short story that takes part after Istvan. And uh, that is uh, basically how the Iron Hands felt after losing Ferris. That's part of it. Spoilers. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's it's been out, been out for two and a half years or something. So you don't read this uh, 34 pages short yet. You're probably not going to do it. <laughs> you're doing it wrong, or you just don't care. <laughs> Spoilers. They're sad. Yeah. Well, they're a bit more than sad. They're a bit pissed off at Ferris actually for dying. Oh, we're going to talk like about that Ferris in a little bit. <laughs> just. Ferris Manus is dead. He failed us. He broke the bond of iron. He fell and left us to live on without him. Too long didn't read. What uh, a dick. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's the thing as well. Like I said that they, they don't have a centralized control and in 40k, but in like in 30k with Ferris, he was the ultimate authority for them. Yeah. So like they did his every single small command. If you didn't obey him, you weren't allowed to live. So yeah, they were his like m- machine, basically. Nice. And the other, when they have basically lost all hope, which is also symbolized quite well in this short. This is no longer a war of hope, brother. This is a war of vengeance and obliteration, because that's all they care about after Ferris fell, because he he betrayed them, because he died. He had promised them that uh, they would, that the bond of iron would be unbreakable uh, uh, as long as they they support him. So, sounds like they've got some coping issues. Yeah. But, uh, on the other hand, they were the first to 
deal with the loss of a Primark in that way. So technically, the, technically the third, do. but I think the the others kind of didn't have a choice about dealing with the loss of the Primark because they were all dying at the same time. But um, yeah, when 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 or if we ever get any hints of any more hints of the lost links, we might. Able to revise that statement. Yeah, but who knows? We'll go with the first. Definitely the first to uh, to die in uh, in, a, in an unexpected situation. Let's maybe we say that yeah. uh, for sure. Maybe we should also mention that Ferris basically went around and collecting every piece of technology he could find. And if he didn't really, if he found it to be a bit too unreliable, he just locked it up in vaults so no one could access them. Yeah, power gamer. Yeah. Power gamer. I'm calling it now. He's a he's a well, wacker. Yeah, cybernetically reanimated space marines. Oh, Ferris was definitely a wack player. He's he's a, he's a wack player. Okay, Ferris. Yeah, that's, I kind of got that. Of course, he is. He's a mate with Fulcrum, and he has silver hands. <laughs> he would be a wack player. This is true. It's all about. It, it, it seems to be all about the wacking in his. Uh, in, in, in the way he's to be doing things, um, so Chris, that, that fluff did did, did that, those particular aspects ever sort of it play into how you sort of came about putting your army together? Or Riven, Riven is a really <coughs> nice. Uh, well, we could start with the first one because that was my original army, and it was basically uh, Rhino, Rhino, Rhino Driven, and uh, transport driven. Uh, going for the armor carrier kind of style. Yeah, exactly. I must also say, when we're recording this, I am still not fully recovered from my concussion. If uh, we've mentioned that on the last cast, I can't remember. But still, yeah, we did. I'm sure we did. But it's good, good to double check just to just to make sure that you remember that we've said it. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying, double concuss used to be sure. Yeah, I, I lost all my initiative. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because I seized it. Oh, yeah, but the first friend. army was based on the army, the army that was on Rust. My second army, which is now partly part of Nicholas' army, was my company of Bitryron, based my on Riven. Hands as we talk. Exactly. That's on the company of Bitryron, based on Riven. Which is a great short. There's also follow-up in the Medusa anthology. So what? What did the? What no, did those? I mean, the 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 bitter, the um, the bitter army. The what? What was that like? As in, sort of, how did you put? What sort of models are you talking about in there? Or what? It was a. It was a, just a smaller force. So it was mainly immortals to fit the fluff yeah. and the background of the force because you get bonuses for immortals. Which is it? It's in the enemy deployment zone, right? When you. Yeah, they get stubborn if they're in the enemy deployment zone. So you, you can take them as troops. That's yeah, much. and they look then they look cooler. The more, that's the most important part. Which is opposite to the other right of war, which is pretty cool, I reckon. Yeah, but, yeah. But then, we're gonna then go then into we're gonna go into that. Later. Yeah, we're gonna talk more details. Exactly. But uh, it's good to get a get a feeling of how how that that the what you like as far as the fuff is concerned actually drove your your choicing and how you put your army together. So I think it's uh, it's time to move on, and the the wheel of randomness, which is a 50/50 chance. So if I roll a d6, I'd still probably roll a seven and not make a not make a decision. I'm gonna go with Freddy. Come on, Freddy. Bush. Yes, ah, <laughs> you got you. See, okay. you shouldn't have laughed at me. I heard you laughing. I'll stop. Cut. 
I'll stop cutting myself. Please do. And, uh, well, the the reason I well, I already said the reason I picked the Iron Hands, but uh, the, another thing, my my favorite piece of fluff is um, the short story in Shadow Wars. Is it Shadow Wars? I'm not sure. Actually, it's about the Dreadnought dying, and he's watching the fight between Fulgrim and Ferris. And I probably mentioned that like a billion times before because I'm trying to convert that scene <laughs> into a kind of a special events table for uh, Scorpius. Yep. But anyway, it, it is like because the interaction between Fulgrim and, and Ferris and how like a third party watches that and also because of, you know, I love the book Fulgrim and also I've read about Ferris and and then I, I love the Iron Hands just because they're very pragmatic and, you know, like uh, Nicholas says, they're, they're like the semi-machine spirit nihilist uh, kind of people that walk around. So I, I fucking love the love them love them to bits in that yeah. way. And so the army I'm actually putting together is based on uh, the Dropside Massacre. So I'm not going to go for a, normally people do either you know the the typical. Uh, fucking ride a war with them, but I'm actually going to go for a drop soul, drop pod assault arm. Ooh. And I'm going to do like, yeah. So I'm actually going to do a tip, like, it's going to be based on when first lands straight away. So it's going to be infantry heavy. Uh, it's going to have a couple of vehicles, but most vehicles that either are transported some way or, or, or you know, Things that could be transported in a, a Thunderhawk transporter. So we're talking Land Raiders or Rhinos. So like an initial initial drop, beachhead kind of. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm doing the like I'm, I'm doing two parts of the army. The, the one part I should be able to do a full drop drop or assault list. The other one I'll do. Uh, just use the the things that you can get the Charybdis in heavy support. You can get um, you know the anvils in fast attack. I use them to represent like a second wave falling in, and the first wave has already landed. And then I probably replace Ferris with like a Falchion or something, like because this is the second wave coming in. Nice. nice. Yeah. And, and I'm definitely thinking about like uh, probably like an onslaught when you can. So first I'll do the right one will be drop pod assault, and I'll do a drop pod army, heavy infantry. The second one will. My second, like when I go up in points, it's going to be an onslaught force, which is trying to represent the first phase of the battle after the actually they dropped in, move over. When you can have, they kind of lost all the the tactics and shit that's going on. Ferris is all mad and shit. He wants to kill Fulgrim and he just wants to spearhead the shit. So I really love onslaught uh, force organization shot because you can't pick a right of war. You're always attacking. You, you you can't. You know, you always deploy first. You 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 never get to any bonuses and shit because you fucking off your fumes and it kind of really symbolised the second part of the battle at uh, Istvan Five. Mm-hmm. So I'll have I'll have Ferris and a Falchion. You know, with them landing heavy armor stuff and like the elite forces is moving out, and then you just uh, pick it up with the Anvilus and Charybdis just landing. You know more reinforcements as they push forward sounds awesome so that's my that, that so that's my idea like i, I really want to at least one five focused armies to face a, off against my imperial children emperor's children sounds very cinematic i really like the sound of that one 
Um, and really ties in what you, what you've got there. Really seems to tie in well with uh, just, like you say, just how Istvan sort of played out, um, yeah. and and comes to a rather interesting conclusion, as I'm sure every heresy buff knows. Um, so, Nicholas, last but not least, our guest for the evening, <clears throat> your favourite piece of fluff, my friend. Yes. So, like my favourite theme and setting for uh, the Iron Hands are like. After Istvan, when they're fighting like a guerrilla war <clears throat> of vengeance, pretty much against against the traitors and the Ember Children, and he's like roaming around the outer systems, making these ambushes and stuff. Uh, and the the book Medicine, Medicine, yeah, uh, is, yeah. The the Shattered Legions rises. Uh, I really like it because the, the, there's not a lot of Iron Hands in the the books, like, they're in Fulgrim, but not that much. There's not a lot of character build uh, for them. Mm-hmm. And they're in a bit in, like, the Primarchs and uh, Pythos, I think, when they're fighting dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is exactly what we wanted to see from them in a book game. <laughs> So, uh, like, in that book, you get some character build, but they're just making mega-retarded decisions all the time. So, uh, but it's still, it's still nice to read something about it. But I like it, this book, Medicine, because uh, you just get some insight into Legion and just get to follow them around. So, like, there are episodes in this. The first one is uh, when they're fighting with the Raven Guard Salamanders against the Emperor's children, uh, where you don't really know like who's playing who and who is like setting one of the sides up for a trap. So, like the, the Emperor's children sends out this like bait fleet, uh, and the the Iron Hands see this fleet and they're talking about with the Raven Guard like, okay, so what should we do? And like the Iron Hands are like, attack, attack, let's attack it, we're exposed, and like. Then you don't really know what happens, and then they go for the attack, and then they ever shoot them. Ah, they swallowed that trap, and then the Aryans are like, "Okay, let's fall back." And then the Emperor children like follow them, like when they're going back in the warp, because they have their their warp allies. So they follow them back to this like small moon on this really remote system. That's and not a moon. <laughs> <laughs> That's your ass whooping coming up, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so like. They get there and there's some ships in orbit that like fire at them, and then they just destroy those ships like without any like trouble at all. And then they land on this planet and assault this fort. It's shooting some at them, but like not very much. And they're like, "What's going on? Like, why aren't they defending their base better?" And then they get in there and it's like it's all empty. And then they like go deeper into the base and see that like it's all rigged with. What are you called? The, the torpedoes, plasma torpedoes, or it's, it's let's just say it's all lined with a whole lot of hurt. Yeah, so they basically blow up the small moon and kill the, like the entire assault force, but also like the the moon fragments and explodes and pretty much destroys the entire Emperor Shirlin fleet. <laughs> <laughs> so like instead of taking uh, attacking this small part of the Emperor Shirlin fleet, yeah. they like you bait them and basically it destroys this entire Emperor Shilner fleet that was sent out to hunt down the small Iron Hand and Shattered Legion fleet. 
That's I really like you. That's pretty pretty epic. That's a serious yo mama moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's but pretty boss. Man. I like that. I like that because this is a really nice story. But like for their character, I like the short story Keys of Hell as well, because uh, like after Ferris died, the Iron Ants had pretty much lost. Uh, like there's not like a real reason for them to fight so the only like thing for them to do is just try and kill traitors before they die and like I have this like my favorite quote from the Iron Hands is once I had a father once I had brothers once I had a legion now all I have is hate my hate shall swallow the stars themselves before it's sated so yeah I like that quote that's, but, like, they, that's pretty deep man that uh, that uh, short you mentioned there is the follow-up to Riven, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. So they, as like Christopher said, like Ferris went around the galaxy to, and collected like all these uh, technologies from old mines and stuff, and some of them were pretty, uh, pretty advanced and pretty like dangerous. And <clears throat> uh, Ferris was always like. Uh, Alright guys, we're really into tech and bionics and stuff, but never go down into my basement. Never touch these things. You can't use these technologies. And once he died, they were like, that's gone. Let's go to the basement and pick all of these like weapons of mass destruction to kill traitors. Because like, who who's gonna who's gonna tell us not to? Like, is the emperor gonna send someone like in the middle of this? enormous war and tell us like no you can't use these secret weapons to kill traitors so they basically got like really high tech shit and basically started reviving dead space marines to fight again I I got the quote from that from Riven if you want to hear it Ooh, that'd be kind of yeah, cool yeah sure go for it that, descri- that describes them I am the dead of Istvan a world bearers legionnaire took half of, half my with a claw. I fell like so many of us. Phidias took me from the battlefield, me and as many more as he could manage. Our flesh had failed and our genes had rotted in our corpses, but enough of me remained. Athanatos raised the scepter and wa- watched the data runes, acro- across, run, runes run across its surface. He knew the secrets of the Aegisene protocols and the Sarkosan formulae, the devices and possesses from old night that our father placed out of reach. Phidias remade me and gave me a second life, a life of ice and iron. So that is what I could make from those things. That little information that Ferris hid away. I, I, I yeah. have to say something here, and I I, I say this with all, all sincerity and deepness and love for the Legion that you have a deep, profound love and understanding for. But fuck me, do they sound like teenage girls writing in their diaries. <laughs> they, they sound a yeah. little emo teenage girl like I can't have what I want the whole uh, ending I'm going to have to go and do that comes from the Iron Warrior player yeah exactly so you should be worried <laughs> they're, they're a bit of a like a legion of Nietzsche like <laughs> Nietzsche legion because <laughs> <laughs> like they, they're very pragmatic and but, but they, they know it themselves and they're like think that this is the ultimate way to be and they're just so full of themselves while they're yeah. being these badasses. Yeah, but they, 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 so far, 
they're so far from perfection they don't know it <laughs> yeah because that's what I like about uh, uh, like the, the whole Emperor Children and Iron Hands thing is that like they're that's kind of why they like each other as well because they're two different kinds of perfection the Emperor Children are like uh, individual perfection where each each one tries to be the leader and tries to be like the best while the the Iron Hands try to be like the best cog of the machine and like that's the thing that they don't have a leader in 40k is that no one really wants to be the leader and like, make the decisions everyone just wants to be part of the perfect machine and that's why one of the the, the later founding chapters of Iron Hands got lime green armor I get a bit they couldn't really coordinate anymore wait what <laughs> well, I, I think that's uh, uh, that's true and false because um, the Iron Hand, like in, in before the Emperor Children totally fucking spaced out, everyone needed to find like their perfect spot and then be the cog in the machine because they are perfect at that position and they're perfect in that way. So that's why they kind of really understood each other. But then after <coughs> certain influences. Um, may or may not be warp creatures we don't know then everyone started to be like I could be perfect in any kind of way <laughs> and that's kind of when it all went to shit and involved a lot of shit if I remember rightly <laughs> yeah that's right but that, that's uh, that's uh, that's more for the MK class that's, uh, that, that's that, the that's just art it's just art it's the magic formula it's, it's a magic <laughs> it's what brings the painting to life yeah okay. let's let's, Make it let's more not get hung up on that because we could be here for so long um, so something I want to know because what, what I, I mean again when, when I talked with uh, we did way back when we did our uh, episode on the Iron Warriors when we had JP on we talked about the units in the Iron Warriors and you know no bitching general bitching aside I mean there are really there were at the time two Iron Warriors units so you have the Havocs and you have the Tyrants and you know generally the, that whole army has a its, its own style um, which sort of is more of a they're, they're more of an army uh, and rather than specific units that you fall in love with I think you fall in love with the whole army with, the, with that sort of a, a legion but with the 10th I, I really want to know sort of what are your favourite units you know what's your if you could pick one unit and say this is what I love this is my unit what what is it about them what about the fluff and what about the, the sort of when you sort of have the fluff and then weigh up them in game as well um, let's spill the spin the wheel of random fortune and go to Freddy because we can me you uh, I love I love Gorgon Terminators uh, because just how they get infused into the Terminator armies they they like they can never leave it they become one of it it's more like what can you say it, it's the in-between be the Mechanicum units when they actually pick part of the brain and put it into the machine and a normal Space Marine so they're, they're, they're like like in my eye they're like cyborgs and I love cyborgs because I grew up like in my day and age when cyborgs were the shit like Terminator and shit it's all about cyborgs so I like them 
And also, well, if they had uh, removed emotions from them as well, all of them, not just a few they have, not kept them with the few they have, they could be Cybermen. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and also that ties back into the old flush, fluff about the Iron Men. Remember, like, how old night and there was used to be a yeah. war between, yeah. And now, now Ferris is kind of, uh, he's kind of borderlining into that, but he's still... But those were pure... Yeah. No, those are pure AI. Yeah. AI. But no. somehow, like, it, there's an underlying thread going around with the week that AI is probably the way to go. And, and like, this is the first way. And then, and then, if, if he was alive and the Great Crusade would have continued, eventually there would have been AIs probably experimented on in the 10th. So I think, anyway. Interesting. Probably. Interesting. So but also, I, I, I love it's it's I love the black and white shade compared to the Phoenix Guards. It's yeah, it it just makes it so much more you know aesthetic for me. Like to have like the the Gorgon Terminator contra the Phoenix Guard, which is like all fucking splendid, perfect armor, suits of armor. There's no bio bionics there's like no enhancements it's all about flesh you know and wielding those phoenix spears while the gorgons are all all about the uh, mechanical enhancements and they have those axes and stuff and you know they're blinded and it's like kind of crafted armor it's all about like the equipment they wear not so much about the like the martial skills why the phoenix cars is all about the martial skill and it's not so much about the equipment they wear Got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about on the tabletop? I mean, that's because I mean, do, do, do you? Do, so do, does the uh, does no, the fluff does the fluff transfer over? Oh, oh, oh we've got some contesting contesting of the, of opinion here. Awesome. Right, go well, for it. Well, we, we, we can a- we can ask uh, Nicholas. What does Red Butchers do to Corgan Terminators? You fucking slaughter them. Oh come on! That's <laughs> what does Red but what does Red Butcher? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like what what does Red Butcher do to? Anything. <laughs> uh, to be fair, mostly anything can slaughter gorgons because they're no. not that good compared to. No, no, no. To, to, to be honest, because uh, they they don't have the perks of Tartarus armors and they don't have the perks of cataphracty. They're kind no, of in standard. They yeah, got they, sta- basically standard armor. Well, the, in- yeah. the only like, thing they have going is that blind. Well, they, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're the they're, and they have the blind. They're in gorgon pattern technically. <laughs> The most, based on the most shooting, though, they're more durable than other Terminators. Yeah, yeah because okay. of that naked one string. But. Yeah, and they feel no pain. And you can yeah. blind people with them. Cause they yeah, but ser- seriously, feel no pain is so good. Like, if someone's shooting you with... Uh, like, you have to shoot them with last cannons. Like, string 9 or above with AP2. Then they're worse than, like... But like anything else, a five up pulled by a five up is better than a four up, and yeah. usually they get a two up with a five up. This is yeah. true. Yeah, like that, the, well, I, I don't play any shooting armies, so I don't know. <laughs> but for me, it's never been a problem. But yeah, like, uh, obviously, if they're walking in the battlefield, like in Somatalis, or if they're actually walking around, they're super, super hard to kill unless you have a strength nine because you get that whole make one for shooting against the Iron Hands. But, like, in a 
in the nor like if we're gonna go stock standard Death Star formation, you get delivered by a Spartan or a Land Raider. You're supposed to assault something, then they're not so fucking good. And they, and the problem is they don't have any. It's like they're not like tyrants where like if they had a fucking tyrant missile launcher on top of them, they would be the shit. But because they don't they they don't do anything in shooting. But they're they're survivable when they're walking. But they but still if they get there, they're not that good in close combat. It's like, yeah. I mean, they're, I don't know. They're, they're really good compared awesome. to regular terminators, but there's so many like specialized terminators that are better. I totally agree to that. But uh, like they're they're cheap for for what they do. Yeah. But well, but like I I only use them for like assaulting. Like you you can't you can't fight Death Stars with them. No no you 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 have to go after like normal tacticals or tactical supports or you know heavy support teams. But the 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 problem is you can do that more more cost efficient in point wise. If you if you're after killing just normal marines, there's better ways than spending it on Gorgon Terminators. Except that you know the cool factor you you can't they, put that in point. You can't they look put that really, in point. Really really good. So. Yeah, they look fucking awesome. That's why I love them. That's why my it, it is my favorite pick. But like game wise, they're, yeah, they're they, they, they they don't. They, it's a hard niche to fill because you guys will probably pick something else as your favorite that does the whole human shield operation much better against shooting with saves and stuff than the Gorgons can do in a more cost efficient way. I think like a squad of tw- 20 tactical marines does it better like you're screening something but you know they can't run they can't fucking sweep they they have yeah I don't know they're hard they're they're hard to use it's, it's the summary of that feel uh, an issue in my army because like they're my only really assault unit and yeah. I have them in a land raider and I have like the rest of my army in land raiders so they fit pretty well in there, but it's still, it's like 500 points for them and their land raider to be able to kill something in close combat. It's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Point. That's yeah, expensive. And, and the problem is like 500 points to get cataphracty with chain fists. They're probably going to be a bit more than your guys in the land raider. So I don't know. It's uh, well, it's a feel no pain. But the problem is the chain fist in close combat, you, you won't get that, so yeah. it's still instant uh, death to you, so yeah. I don't know, it, it, it's such a cool unit, but it's, no, it's hard. It sounds like, it does, if, if I'm going to take a look from the outside, it doesn't sound like it lives up to the fluff. Uh, I don't know, they're, they're not the Murlocs. <laughs> they're a bit more durable Terminators, they're a bit different, so... Yeah, they're not the Morlocks. They're not the elite term. They're not supposed to be like an elite unit. They're just like, they, like where, where they, yeah, where they shine is when they like in Somatalis or if they walk up in a shooting gear, they take incoming fire. Yeah. Where you can shoot at other people. Like if you have a twenty-man tank, stop shooting at them. It's so much better than if they're shooting at your other twenty twenty goal. Like your other tack, your own tack marines walking up behind them. It's better that they shoot at the Terminators, and they and they take care of regular tubes pretty well, you know, because they can get in there pretty unmolested. And you don't have to waste. 
the thing I, I think about and that I like them in small point games is that you don't have to waste points in transports and in Medicaid, like a Primus Medicaid and stuff. Yeah. Fair enough. So they're awesome at picking off like already damaged and wounded other units. But it's really, a, it, it's a, like you need to be Empress Children to wield this blade because it's very finesse. <laughs> it's, a, it's a finesse unit that makes it hard. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. And I think it's time to, uh, so you seem to have uh, given them their due there. And so let's move on to the randomizer of uh, random and unexpected futures and fortunes and flip the coin. And let's go to Nicholas. What's your favorite unit, my friend? And again, tell us about the fluff. Tell, you know, tell us your favorite unit, the fluff, and how they play out in the game. All right, so we're not only talking about special units, or no? Or I, I mean, we're just talking unit. about any unit within the uh, within the the Iron Hand spectrum that you you just that's your unit. All right, so my favorite unit ever, ever, ever now, like since I started using it, is my Trio of Proteus Land Raiders. I love it so much. Uh, I feel that it's a very Iron Hands unit to use as well. Okay. Pretty much sums up what they're like all about, like durability to shooting, uh, mobility, uh, like like tactical flexibility, and also firepower. Um, so they're really durable with their armor 14 all over, and like with a tank commander with last cannons, they can really annihilate things. Um, and they're really mobile and get to like deploy troops all of it. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about it. I just love running it. I it's mean, always fun to move big lumps of resin. <laughs> are, you, are you using uh, like head of the Gorgon when you run them? No, uh, well, I used to, but I'm not doing it now. Uh, but they're really useful in Hadrogorgon because one of the, like the command one has the explorator array, so I get to we will reserves, but that's like useful otherwise as well. Or give neg one to the enemy reserves. I mean, I like it when you run them. They give they gave my terminator something to go and say hello to. Um, yeah, <laughs> but that's what. That's what half a dozen charging cataphractite terminators with chain this will do to a squadron of land raiders. <laughs> and um, yeah, when they had, uh, they, to be fair, they had a few whole points taken off them to start off with. But you know that happens. But uh, you know that's all, definitely on, on the tabletop thing. I mean, it's uh, it's not one of the special units, but it really does seem to tie into, as you sort of uh, sort of said, to the the fluff. Of the uh, the Iron Hands with the large, not large lumps of resin, but large armored transports and sort of rolling forward with doom uh, doom tracks and carrying a whole heap of uh, heavy knuckles inside there, uh, ready to pop out and basically punch the, somebody in the face. The thing with Iron Hands in the game as well is that they don't really have like a lot of benefits for running armor. Like the head of the Gorgon get to awesome tanks. That's really useful sometimes mm-hmm. uh, and you can get like the, the poor man it will not die like if you run as a gorgon you get it for free or you can buy it for five points you restore hull points and six it's not very useful but it's situational like, if not if anything yeah if and, you remember like, it 
the, like, the thing is, they're supposed to be the, the tank-heavy force, but they're not... They don't get, like, overwhelming benefits from it. They're actually, like, if you at least look at the rules, they should be really good as a, as a gunline infantry force. Like, resilient infantry, and they get stubborn when they're deployment zone, head of the Gorgon. Uh, interesting. Yeah. I like running them with tanks. <laughs> just, hey, there's nothing wrong with that at all, man. I just, uh, I like it. I just uh, want to see how it ties into the into the fluff. So, swinging it around to the last man, to Mr. Christopher, dude. What is your what is your favorite unit in the uh, you know in the fluff, and how does it play out on the the uh, tabletop for you? Uh, well, currently it's a really really expensive unit. That's uh, we have already talked about, and I'm gonna. I thought maybe Nicholas would take them, but he didn't. So it's the Immortals, Ooh. which are one of the reasons that that I even played the army. So might be why I like them so much. So tell and us about them. Well, they're they're basically breachers, but with a five plus feel no pain and other some other special rules, and. As I know, Nicholas, they can all take Volkites if you want to. Bishop yours. Yeah. And that is a lovely uh, thing because you make them even more expensive points-wise because they're 250 points base. Damn. <laughs> yeah. The unit I will be running, 10 man with Volkites, will be 330 points. Yep. It's uh, almost. It's one of those units that's almost hard to stop putting upgrades on, just because they are so cool. <laughs> Do this units really need uh, like they call like the graviton guns because they are not really useful on them, but they are cool. So pay the points, put it on there. (laughs) But then then you start ending up with a 500 point units of regular marines with a feel no pain though, but still. Well, feel no pain and an invulnerable save and yeah, you know. but still there's still only three plus one wound. Yeah, but guys. Just, just imagine what you can get in terminators for that point, sir. Or anything. Yeah. But they're so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> that, that is be- beautiful. That is uh, so. That is basically why I love them, not because they are. Really, really good in the game because, but because they're they're decent, they're a bit more decent than the compared with Iron because I need to take them as, as troops as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. But they look so cool, and, and they can all, always ride around in a, a Proteus or Phobos as a dedicated transport. So. So rule rule of cool wins out for you on that one. Yeah. I That's mean, all, the... all I can say, really. Yeah. I mean, what's what's the uh, in the sort of fluff? What's what is it about them? What I mean? Yeah, well, it used to be marines that basic that had disappointed Ferris in some way, so they could maybe earn earn their way back if they were good enough, or they were supposed to die, basically. Uh, they're basically slayers, like the dwarf yeah. slayers. <laughs> oh wow! So like the dwarf, dwarf slayers, but without yeah. uh, cool mohawks and axes. They're, they're like the Darwinistic company of Darwinians. After they were basically troops that felt they had felt, failed, that they felt they had failed first by letting him, him die. So. I swear to God, I swear to God, 
emo teenagers. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that's still Raven Guard. Nothing else. Raven Guard. Yeah, the girl is going to go Raven goth guard. emo teenagers, but okay, yeah, fair enough. Don't insult the goth. Goth, they are dangerous, you know. They're way more dangerous than the emos. Yeah, this is true. This is true. They hide in the, shadows better. I mean, the emos, the most. Uh, we all know that if they were have had access to a knife, they would have never cut you. <laughs> oh dear. Because we all we all know who they were more likely to cut. That's not yeah. Me. Yeah. You anyway. Said. Anyway, rolling on from that point. Um, okay. So they they have they have they have a lot of really good story to them. These units. I mean, even even with the just talking about the land raider, is they tie in so well to the uh, to the actual army fluff the, the sort of overall feel um, I mean they, they I, I I would like to think I would like to say more than anything when we talk about the things a bit the Iron Warriors and in general Iron Warriors players kind of got a bit of a raw deal that they had to be the Legion without their Primarch pretty Iron quickly Warriors. Iron Hands Iron Warriors you should be Iron Warriors I'm tired it's late Iron Hands uh, were the uh, the legion that got chosen to lose lose their primarch, and uh, it's uh, it, it leads to a few problems, I guess. When you, if you're not uh, if you're sort of playing after Istvan, it's like ah, okay, I can't really bring Ferris. Well, uh, I actually really like that about Iron. Yeah. You do, and according yeah. to Fortwell, you can take Ferris. Can you? Yeah. Fair enough. Well. well I really like that about Iron Hands. First of all, it makes them a bit more unique, and it gives them the whole, like, revenge thing. Because that's the best setup for any story. Um, and, like, I don't like Primarchs in general on the tabletop, so I don't really care. I can agree with that, because <laughs> they can be way too prevalent. There's basically, you get the Primarch, and you get the Primarch, and you get the same Primarch, and you get the same Primarch, and you get the same Primarch. Yeah. <laughs> so. Does uh, that have something to do with facing uh, Angron? <laughs> That's Candace. Uh, <laughs> That's the sound of a PTSD I, flashback if ever I heard one. I, I stayed away from it. Like after he slayed like four knights or something, I was like, I'm not going near that guy. <laughs> but, also, um, speaking of Ferris, in his rules it says. The death of Ferris Manus. If you're, you are fighting a battle or campaign closely following the narrative of the Horse Heresy, such as the blood of the primal missions in Book 2, Ferris Manus is no longer in possession of Forge Maker and so has his points reduced to 215 points. It's basically punching people to death after that. Well, he does have battle hands. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, to be fair, he should have a firebrand. Not after. What do you mean, like. This is Pretty this nice. is this is well, basically the, after the death of Ferris Manus because you can rules why still use it but they can't use the hammer. Okay. And they should have just let him have a really giant wrench. Yeah. Well, in, in a bit of iron though, when you take immortals as troops, that's pretty much after Istvan. If yeah. You take that right war, you can't use Ferris either. No. Because he's dead, so I don't really know why there should be rules for him. But people would complain if there weren't any. This is true. They really would. Um, okay. I, th I think the, what would be cool is if there were rule for him with uh, Firebrand for the duel. 
I, I would think it would be cool if he could if he would have rules from the old artwork when he was wielding a wrench, mm-hmm. yeah, the power wrench. Master Craft of course. <laughs> yeah, his power wrench is not Vulcan's. I can hear Jake twitching from here. <laughs> not listening to this, you know that. Yeah, uh, Jake. For those of you wondering who we're talking about, we're talking about Jake Bussey from the uh, Covenant Fire podcast, who may or may not get have uh, have Chris living rent free in his head most of the time. Are you uh, sure? But that's music. No, I'm pretty sure it's Bussey. <laughs> I think it's Bussey. It's Bussey. <laughs> it's Bussey. But if it's Busey, then it's uh, the, whatever. It's confusing as hell. It's Busey. But, we, uh, we will get that meme again that uh, Michael from RFI did, which was a bus with uh, Gary Busey in it. It covers all bases, makes everybody happy. That's the important thing. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it, yeah, <laughs> power wrenches. Um, <clears throat> yeah, let's 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 <laughs> let's move on. Um, let's uh, let's let's talk. Actually, no, let's not move on. Let's actually talk about that. So I mean, we every every heresy player worth their salt should know about. And spoilers if you don't. What happened to Ferris Manus? And how it all went down. And this, we've talked so much in the in this segment about how bitter and how betrayed the um, Iron Warriors felt about the death of their Primarch. Iron Hands. Uh, do I keep saying Iron Warriors? Yeah. I do. It's because that's what I care about. That's what I love. This is and kind of know, like you know that even if you didn't, we would still say it. I know, I know. But you know, at the end of the day, the the Iron Hand Shandies. Um, they are they are all bitter, all all sort of unhappy and feeling betrayed at the death of their Primarch. But how does he die? I mean, what what gets him to the stage where he basically ends up as you know an out of work hat stand? Um, somebody take the story and run with it. Tell tell Whoa. tell us how he gets there. What do you mean? The, the world's greatest Primark is fucking cuts his head off. I don't understand what the problem is. Everyone knows this. There's only one Primark. <coughs> how how is it he ends up there in that situation? Because he's 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 not the most self-controlled. He has Primark, a bit maybe? of a tem- temperament temperamental issue, I think. Let's say. He's got a bit of a temper, is what we're saying. Yeah. Okay. They so he kind of. He got really pissed off. Tried to chase down Horus. On his way, he faced Fulgrim. Fulgrim had his cheat blade that he couldn't really use himself because he's a pussy. Then oh. the demon blade <laughs> helps him to cut first. And that's the story. <laughs> So, okay, so basically, what we're saying is, Ferris throws, Ferris loses his shit, and then goes on after trying to punch Horace in the face because you betrayed Dad, and then bumps into a powered-up version of Fulgrim, who basically pimp slaps him down with his own blade. Well, we could, we yes, yes, mention, yes, yes, and no. <laughs> you could mention that that this is after Fulgrim tried to kill him, and then had his bodyguard was executed and before he ran away after he failed to lure Ferris into the dark side to ah, the light okay. uh, uh, no 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 no, no. I, I, think, I, I think I have to step in here seriously so <laughs> let's take this from the beginning so Ferris goes 
Ferris is uh, rocking around in his little fleet with his favorite little clan. Fulgrim, as his best mate, comes over and said like, Hey mate, you know, Demper, he's a big douche. Do you want to join the, the, the good side? Be with hang with the boys, the one that actually care about you, and you know, join this kind of you know, not rebellion, but this liberation of imperial oppression. And Ferris has some sort of I don't know, some twitching PTSD moment thingy, and he says like, "No, you're the traitor," blah blah blah, and Fulton <laughs> kind of beats the shit out of him, executes his uh, bodyguard, and then like, "Fuck this shit!" Like this dude is out of his mind so let's just you know send some random torpedoes into his fleet and go back to my buddy Horace and tell him that like you know Ferris I thought he was alright but he's fucking a nutcase he's a buzzkill and then uh, Ferris goes and you know uh, well Garrow goes to the Emperor blah 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 Uh, Ferris gets in charge of the retribution fleet comes to like oh let's punish Horace for being you know a traitor or Actually, the one that cares about humanity. Uh, and then, for the demon yeah. fodder. What, what are you talking about? Uh, nothing. So about stay it. on target here, yeah. Freddy. Stay on target. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so and he lands on the planet and he's all excited and shit. And it's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna prove that I'm a man's man. So I'm gonna beat the shit out of uh, Fulgrim. You know, last time he beat the shit out of me, it was a backhanded sort of, you know, bullshit stab in the back move from him it wasn't a pure warrior fight so I'm going to challenge him and he rushes forward and poor Korax and Vulcan they're like oh but dude like let's try and win this war by logic and you know strategics and shit like let's stick to the plan that we had in the battle barrage beforehand and he's like fuck you guys I'm going over there I'm going to plant my the hammer that like he doesn't have the hammer anymore but I'm going to plant my sword that I made for him into his beautiful, you know, ornamented, uh, perfect chest. And then I run over there, and Fulgrim's like, "Yo, man." Hang on, sorry, sorry, Freddie. I gotta, I gotta stop you there just for a second. All, right. all I can, all I can picture right now is the cry of Leroy Jenkins. Yeah. I, no, no, all Leroy I can see Leroy in my Jen- head right that's, now. That's Angrum, mate. That's Angrum. Yeah, that's Angrum. It just feels like it's got the potential to be a Leroy Jenkins moment, though. Yeah, just but saying. it's a piss-ass worth of anger, and it's like it's like anger, but not with passion and, and pure warrior skills. It's more like retarded anger. Okay, good to know. Anyway, sorry, you 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 know. Angron's retarded brother is is first. Uh, and anyway, okay. so he's, he goes there, and Fulgrim kind of fights him, and obviously beats the shit out of him. And then he's like, oh, fuck, I can't kill this pathetic creature that used to be my best mate and brother. And then his, uh, his alter ego, um, his, uh, other, his, 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 his new best mate, he's like, oh, mate, that's no worries. Like, you don't need to feel the shame of killing this pathetic human being. Just let me do it. And I'll do it for you, mate. So you don't have to come down to beat someone that's already broken and beaten. So I'll just cut his head off. And he's like, oh, that's fine, mate. Like, just do it for me. I'm, I'm outsourcing this highest bidder sort of con. He's a. And <laughs> you're so- immediately, le- like, not telling that he was crying why he was accepting this offer? Yeah, well, he was crying, obviously. Because it was sad that he couldn't use his martial skill to prove that he's better than him. Because he's already beaten him, 
and it's, it's just sad that he has to put like this wounded dog to to death yeah. it's like you know taking old old what's the name old fucking blah 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 yellow. behind the shed yeah old taking yellow old, yell- old yellow out to put a, put a bullet in the back yeah. of his head so he, yeah. he, he outsourced that some, to some menial demon yeah and uh, for those who don't uh, really fancy this really really colored version of it go read the actual fluff of it what happened and you get a less biased version and not the Emperor's Children propaganda version. Less biased version. Yeah, that seems that seems pretty spot on, Chris. What are you yeah. on about? Yeah, I don't know. He's talking about. Uh, I don't know, mate. I'm I'm, feel, I'm feeling at a loss here. I think I think he's losing the plot. I really do. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds like imperial, you know, false emperor propaganda that he's he's spouting there. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Not right at all. So yeah, <laughs> so that 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 was the true telling of uh, how Ferris uh, Ferris lost his head and would never never fulfil his dream of becoming an international hat model. Um, so, go on. I heard something there, Chris. Well, well you know, his head got gold plated, so he's he's more gangster than he was ever. And we all know that certain Primarchs sees the head just lingering in the corner of their eyes, talking to him them. So. It's, it's all about holding on to the memory of someone you've loved and lost, you know. Not that, not that Primark is incapable of love. Yeah, well, oh, you, know, okay. you know, to be honest, after he lost his head, he, he speaks more profound and more useful words than when he was alive, so I think it was an upgrade. Exactly. It's good to know. Good to know. So that, that's this is this is basically how how the uh, how Ferris ran in um, you know the 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 saga of Ferris uh, Ferris and Horus intervened on by his brother Fulgrim or in other words how I I stopped learning to listen to my brothers and ran off and got my head chopped off. Um, it's a working title. I think it's a good working title. Well, you um, know, it's a it's a red thread. He didn't He didn't listen to Korax. It was Vulcan. And look what happened. To be fair, no one yeah. listens to Korax. Everyone. They listen. Hey, hey, they listen to him more. They listen to him more than anybody ever listened to uh, Lorca. So, you know. It's like the the first loyalist legion I ever collected. You can't say that because compared to every other fucking Primarch, all his little children he has. The only person that gets to fucking speak to the Emperor is Korax, because he's the only one that he cares about. So, there you go. Who else has... Yeah, deal with that. Who else has fucking got, you know, personal one-on-one time with the Emperor? Most of them that went to Terra. No, I didn't get any... Details, mate, details. Yeah. (laughs) You and your facts, eh? Yeah, alternate facts, mate. Alternate facts. Yeah. That's what it's all about. It's all about the truth, you know. Yeah, this is true. Fake Just, news, man. Fake news, it, whatever you've yeah. heard. You're spreading the word. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that, that, that was what fueled the 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 development of all the uh, the sad and and unhappy uh, unhappiness within the legion. Uh, so let's let's sort of take that sadness and unhappiness and how does this? How do you channel that? How does the the army and in game terms, how does the the army play well on the field of battle? I mean, how do you how do you personify? I mean, like for example, my legion, the Iron Fourth, 
the Iron Warriors. See, I got it right this time. Are well renowned for gunline tactics, for large amounts of shooting and artillery. That seems to be their raison d'etre. Freddy's Emperor's Children. Uh, close combat style, precision, that sort of thing. How does the, how do the Iron Warriors Iron start? See, you caught me. Well done. <laughs> how do the Iron Hands? Oh my God. It's long. It's been a long day. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm not drinking for, for... Well, I never drink, but you know what I mean. Um, how do the Iron Hands play on the table? And I'm going to throw that one out to you, Nicholas, as you are the uh, the man, the guest of the the guest of the evening. Right, as I said before, they don't really have that many advantages for uh, tanks, as you would think. Like, they have two unique rights of war. First one is... I would like to think uh, Priestmont, how they fought usually, uh, the head of the Gorgon. So it's basically the idea of it is to have a like a like a gun line of infantry and then pincer moving tanks, just outline tanks and durable infantry in the middle. Um, yeah, so that just lets them outflank all the tanks. And then the like postest one, uh, right of war, the company bitter iron. Uh, lets you take Mutus and Immortals as troops, so basically an army of slayers getting a revenge traitors uh, gives them stubborn in the enemy deployments so it makes you play them aggressively and it also gives your entire army hatred traitors which is something I really like from a fluff point of view Cause, that is very cool yeah, kind of reminds me of uh, like Dwarfs in fantasy as well. They had like hatred, greenskins, like that. They have their preferred enemy, like mm. not a rule, but like they. Just a nice fluff thing, and like the Iron Hands are not really a close combat army, so it doesn't really matter that much. But it's just a nice touch. Um, yeah. So like people tend to play them very tank heavy, because that's like, how they're played into fluff. But as I said, they're not really, they don't really get that many advantages from it. So it's more of a, it, it seems to be more of a fluff drive for that style is what you're saying, rather than taking advantage of, of the rules that are there uh, written down yeah. for, the, for the Legion itself. I mean, they've, they've got, you mentioned it, Freddie mentioned it earlier, they've got, so they've got a couple of tasty benefits, they're sort of um, yeah, I, I, I army like, royal special rules. I think to... to more clarify what Nicholas means. Uh, you probably should go through like the Legion special rules, and then sure, you know. Go, uh, can yeah. you take us through them, one of you? Yeah, sure. So, uh, all models and units with a special rule are subject to the following provisions. Uh, 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 in violet armor, all models of the Legion's Saris Iron has special rule re reduce the strength of all shooting attacks against them by minus one. So all their infantry are basically toughness 5 against shooting. Or, like, mm. toughness 4.5. So, uh, when you shoot at them with bolters, you wound them on 5s. And this also applies to bikes. So when you shoot at bikes, you wound them on 6s instead of 5. So they're a lot more durable to small arms fire. And they get better use of medics as well. Uh, because... Like, you need strength 9 to get rid of their feeling of pain. Hmm. And 
both of their special units have built-in Field of Pain. And this is to, both in Violet Armor and the Field of Pain thing is to show that they're, like, bionically altered, so, yeah, this can take more beating from a small arms fire, pretty much. Uh, so that makes their infantry really good. So you would ex like think that they have a lot of infantry, but not a lot of Iron Hands players play like an infantry-based army. At least I've seen. Uh, stand and fight. Uh, Iron Hands must pass a leadership test to make sweeping advances and to run. And they may not go to ground voluntarily. Ooh, that might be a bit, uh, bit problematical, maybe. Going going to grounds for chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Fair so, enough. So they're a bit slower. You can run with them all the time when you'd like to, and you can't make sweeping advances all the time when you want to. But like, you shouldn't win close combat with iron hands anyway. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you can't go around, but that's it's never really affected me not being able to go to the ground. And like, I would rather die standing up than kissing the dirt some poor iron warriors. We care not for shooting, so for, for damage from shooting, so we don't worry about running and hiding in the dirt either. That, that's for the Imperial Fist to hide behind their walls. But it works. And uh, <laughs> also, they can take more jump infantry, bike, or jet bike than it, than they have uh, infantry, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. So that's their the rules. And like when the, these books first came, book one and two, like they, a lot of people agree that they had like the best rules, uh, because the other legion rules were not that, not that advanced, and not that beneficial as they are now after like the red book update okay so then they're, they're not what they they were when they started off they were kind of the shit and now not such yeah i mean they still think that their rules are are good like but that's what i heard i i didn't even play back then but that's what i've gathered from the internet well they're they're were good they're still okay but all the legions have caught up as well so yeah uh, I mean, it, that's naturally going to happen over the course of a game development anyway but yeah I mean I, I have no problems with Iron Hands I think that their rules are perfectly fine and no problem whatsoever alright so Legion specific units you can upgrade Praetors to Iron Fathers for 40 points they basically become a, a Tech Marine Praetor when they get a Servor uh, Ooh, they can nice. also take poor man's blessed blessed house in Alacra, so uh, it will not die on vehicles on a six up for ten points per vehicle. They can also take cyber familiars for characters, which is really nice. Uh, able to have like three up in vulnerable saves in characters. Um, and the head of the Gorgon right of war, they get like the blessed house in Alacra for free. They get stubborn when in the deployment zone, and they can outflank uh, tanks. And they can take some more mechanical stuff. That uh, right of war is really, really good if you want to make a um, hammer and anvil deployment. 
yeah. like I mentioned in the fluff beats earlier at Rust basically have your gun line set down and then have some sneaky sneaky tanks coming in from wherever wherever like, basically yeah I've been I tell you what, sorry but go I've been using this with the like my landry produce squadron with only them on the table so they can hunker up and then just wait for the rest of the tanks to swing in from sides yeah, that, that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fun. Uh, funny that they they um, well, I mean, one thing we talked about the fluff earlier about uh, some favourite pieces of fluff. Uh, it was yours, Nicholas. I think it was that the um, we talked about the effectively. These are the guys who were employing sacrificial offering with uh, you know leaving 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 an, a a, sacrifice, a sacrificial army to draw out the fire of the um, the orcs way back when yeah yeah so this, Christopher told the story but that that's uh, how they worked and like as they moved on more and more uh, into the the great crusade they started caring less and less about their their human allies yeah after they met Ferris basically because he said that the the human the humans weren't worth anything because they were humans yeah, they weren't reliable, so fuck it. They, they weren't upgraded. They weren't upgraded. Yeah, and and they like knew like he knew that this is the most efficient way of killing the orcs. Like you will lose a lot of people at once. Like maybe all of them will die, but in the end it will be worth it because if they would have had a protect protected like campaign against them, then they would eventually have lost more people. Yeah, they wanted all of the orcs out. Uh, out in the open so they could kill them instead of having to burn their cities one by one yeah, yeah. so yeah I mean sacrificial offering is a is well, another way of potentially running the army on the table yeah, yeah. like uh, I, I'm, I'm still waiting to see an iron hands uh, army running the sacrificial offering that would be so fucking cool let me guys get get your Krieg start doing it but but you can only you can only do that if you're a traitor, right? No, it's it's actually if you can read through it, it it's not traitor specific, I think. Hmm. All right. Well, that that needs some research. Yeah. That needs a little bit of research, but that sounds like it could be a very interesting idea. Well, if you give me five seconds, I can research it for you while you keep talking. Then research away, Freddy. Yeah. To the, to the to the books. To the book <laughs> To the book of Thorium. <laughs> oh, somebody's using his word a day calendar. This right of war represents word a day calendar. This right of war represents a traitor legion supported by a large number of imperialist militia. This you know right of war may if, only be used in the traitor army. You know what? I swear to God, if somebody actually came to let's say if somebody said to Scorpius, for example, I want to run an Iron Hands army and I want to sort of run a Ferris centric, you know, not caring enough about humanity. Uh, list. I want to use sacrificial offering. I'd be like, fuck yes, go for it. Yeah, because that would be pretty, pretty beast. Uh, I think that would be a very nice little themey, themey force for the uh, for the Iron Hands. See, I could write that time. The Iron Hands <laughs> to actually run. Yeah. I think that would be pretty fucking awesome. Um, so yeah, so these guys they've got they've got I mean like all legions they've got their rights of war and they they play along that and as I've just said we you know they, there is scope to be a little bit flexible and play sacrificial offering on there, um, but I mean 
are there some are there like go to units that you just say right I, if I'm writing a list I mean, I'm, I'm guessing Nicholas I'm guessing you're going to tell me it's going to be your squadron of land raiders yes I, I always <laughs> start my list with 640 points Okay, so it, it, you've you've that might that might suck in his own mortalis list, but you know if that's what works for you, that's what works for you. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, what what is your sort of? I get yeah. What is what is the? Uh, this is what I'm gonna I'm gonna build my my army around. This is where I'm gonna begin. Uh, what's that for you? What's the what's the 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 way you construct a list when it comes to iron hands? Uh, and I'm gonna throw that throw that at you first as we've already started the conversation uh, well like this year some help from Christopher I'm gonna run a company of bitter iron like all year is the plan uh, because I just, I'm tired of using tactical marines because they're so boring and they, they never do anything for me on the battlefield <laughs> Well, it would help if you didn't put them in transports like Proteus. <laughs> yeah, but like when I, when I don't have them there, like I shoot and stuff like point blank range, and they don't kill anything, not even other tactical spears. Lame. So I wanted to use medicine models. Hopefully, they'll do something better. Uh, so like now, when I start my lists, I always start with mm. my centurion, uh, with his boarding shield and bulkhead charger, and he's a. Uh, What's it called? The the guy that can take a right of war. Uh, Master of Legion. Well, yeah, but the delegatus. Yeah, the delegatus. Yeah, it's my delegatus. Okay, using the delegatus. Yeah, okay. Because like I used to run a praetor, but it's just such a point investment to get a praetor and a unit and a transport to be able to use them, and then get your ass kicked in close combat by like every traitor legion because they're have some special rule to be better in close combat. You really need to come and fight the Iron Warriors more. There's not everyone, trust me. <laughs> so, like, I pretty much stopped using close combat characters, and he's just my commander now. Sits in the command land raider. Uh, he's chilling until someone knocks on his door with a chain fist. So, yeah. Or, or, or throws a knight at him. Yeah. So... <laughs> That that guy, uh, my medicine mold squad, uh, 330 points, Volcat chargers, two melty guns, and a demo charge, are ready to go, and a tactical squad with a heavy chainsword. So like, and in the lander squadron of course. So HQ, medicine mortals, tactical squad, and three lander produces. That's like the base for when I build an army. What about you, Christopher? Oh well, I I haven't really. Played. It's been a while. It's been a while, but what I used to run was what I mentioned, basically a gun line with uh, some outflanking veterans and supported by a few tanks, but not, but more to give uh, some kind of extra firepower rather than look here, here are my fi- here are my shiny shiny tanks. I'm gonna put them in your face. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Then quite a lot of uh, Sol Mortalis with. Uh, Immortals, even before the Right of War was released. So, uh, so not, I mean, okay, so let's just take, take uh, Zomotalis, so uh, a focus core of uh, Immortals there for you. Well, it would be 
probably would probably be one of the pride with Legion lists, which so they had immortals and veterans. That's why very not. Very nice. Was it? Well, it it can be very very small if you run those in some mortars, you keep them out. Yeah. Okay. And Freddy. Um, yeah. What about you, bud? What what are you building? What do you where do you start to build your army around? Uh, two twenty man tactical squads. Yeah. Uh, then uh, a ten man tactical support squad with grab guns, and mm-hmm. then uh, three rapiers with uh, big grab guns, and then normally five, minimum five of the terminators, the gorgons, and uh, it's just normally uh, like. It depends on which stage of Istvan 5 in the fluff I am in my head. Like the the two 20 man, I can divide them into two 10 mans and drop in drop pods, or you can always have the storm eagles and stuff. But I, I always picture them as like the first thing on the ground is the light and quick and fast. And then when I move over to Leviathans, obviously I have the the V. Um, what are they called? Jesus Christ, now I'm drawing a blink. Uh, <laughs> a squadron of three... Uh, you know, the, not the Demolisher cannons, but the other ones. Vindicators? Not yeah, the, uh, the, the Vindicator laser destroyers. Destroyers. Three, yeah, yeah, three of them. And then three Predators with the plasma cannons. And and obviously, in both stages, there's uh, a talent of Contemptus, because Contemptus feels very iron hand, handish. Like, they would have... And bigger rubbermans. Fair enough. That's a that's a. Well, Freddy, we're losing you, bud. Yeah. You there you are. Lo- much what better. do you mean losing? <laughs> ah, I think I think somebody was trying to interfere with you warp warp wise. Oh yeah, so, no. got uh, position. Rolled uh, a peril peril on my two dice. Uh, no, so but. All, all the time I always tried to run a talent of dreadnoughts because it feels like they would have dreadnoughts Bolko Buko dreadnoughts Buko dreadnoughts yeah, yeah. All, the, all the iron all, all the iron sarcophagi on legs with guns that you can have yeah and usually I run them like not in an optimized uh, uh, setting, so I, I, I give them conversion beams and stuff like stuff that would be like tech arcana. So they have like the the Volca, the Volkite weapons and the the conversion beams and and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And it looks good. Yeah, it looks good and it's fluffy, but it's absolutely shit house on the table. But you know, it's fun. Awesome. So that's three very different but very solid ways of sort of looking at the army on the tabletop and I think we're sort of coming towards the the general end of of this sort of focus on the Iron Warrior oh Iron Hands see caught myself (laughs) Iron Hands see I know where my loyalties lie I know where my loyalties lie and I I know that I should probably be drinking coffee if I want to be functioning but it's too late tonight to start drinking coffee if I want to sleep so Somebody's ruffling something somewhere, but we'll continue on. Here's my question to you guys. Here's my question. You suddenly get called up by Forge World, and they say, right, Iron Hands, we're going to do something. 
it could be any sort of change you want something new something old make an amendment whatever it might be what are you going to do what Ad, what are Ad, you going to bring Ad in? Murlocs. Oh, what are they called? Murlocs. 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 Jesus Christ, Adam. It's ridiculous. How come they don't be a specialist unit? And how how would they look? How would that work on the? I mean, how would that work on the on the gaming field? What would they be like in your mind, Freddy? Uh, they would be almost like um, Finnish guards. But with one less weapon skill, but they would have feel no pain and probably two wounds. Nice. Yeah. And power access. Whatever they're armed with. In the oh, fuck. Now throwing a mental blank in the server. What the fuck are they armed with? And they're armed with axes, I think. Can't remember <laughs> either. So okay, so we need more locks, power axes, feel no pain, two wounds. Very cool. Uh, Chris, what would you do? First of all, I would tell them to hire an editor to spell check their books. Ooh, and, and get all of the disambiguity out of some wordings out, out of them, because it's not that hard. Okay, well, I'm going to have to be bitchy and say, iron hands Well, as I said, first of all. First of all, okay, go on. Second. Then I would, I would actually have... Want them to actually to make minis for their special characters because they have, anyone, have none. Anyone, if, if they said okay, we can make one of them, who would you want up first? Well, or it would, would be quite to? pointless just have a head poking out of a hatch that's custom on Earth. So <laughs> I would say, um, well, actually, mini, though. you know, he's a miniature, like every single time I play that dude, he's or always he... walking, ar- he's always walking around. Why? <laughs> because I blew up his fucking tank. <laughs> yeah, true, true enough. If he's, if he's, but if he's in it in the tank, it could basically be just an as an updated hatch for the tank. So. Well, to be to be fair, it should be like uh, released with a model that's on foot, and then use some sort of hatch dude. Yeah, but I would rather see Alec Moore because I like the character. He's a badass. Yeah. Okay. Pretty brutal. And they really need w- at least one of their their three special characters released. Yeah. Oh, hey. Okay. Some people are waiting for Primarch still. So. <laughs> Who cares? We all know that they're not they're not w- working on either Dorn or Alpharius. So. Yeah. So what you're trying to say is nothing nothing important is happening. So let's move on to the things that need to be done. Yeah. Okay. Um, fair enough. I would ask them to. Like slightly tweak their two special units, like because um, they both have two special rules that are pretty cool. Uh, the Gorgons have, like, if they pass uh, a save uh, at the end of the phase, you get like a, a chance to blind the units within six inches. But the thing is, like, if they pass a save and on a four up, the like the units around and have to take a, a blind test. So I would just like to get rid of that four up because it's just totally like it has no no point. Like yeah. why would it be like a fifty fifty chance to use this special rule? That's true. Or and actually make it useful like some kind of save built into the Well to the to make you more happy, you know, a full game you just have to pass the armor save if you throw like the blind test. 
Exactly. So that, that's one thing. And then on their <laughs> other special unit, the, the Mortals, uh, they got this really amazing rule called Gun Them Down, which sounds pretty fucking badass. So instead of making sweeping advances, if they pass a leadership test, they may snap fire at the enemy as they retreat. So, like, if you get into close combat with these guys that have one attack each and have, like, no special weapons, and they're basically tactical marines, but they can't even take extra weapons. If these guys beat someone in close combat, then instead of, like, trying to run them down, which they have to take a leadership test for, then they can take a leisure test and then snap fire. And yep. if, if you got to the point that you're actually one at close combat with them, then you should just get the satisfaction of shooting with the few remaining guys that you've paid over 300 points for. And the worst part is if you want a com- close combat weapon with them, you have to exchange your bolt gun for it. Yeah, and then you can't take a voltage charger because that also changes the bolt gun. So you can so have you one power sword in that unit, basically. Yeah, you can go with bolt pistols and <laughs> like the shields if you want. Uh, so, yeah, you change change their special units a bit so that like their special rules aren't fucking retarded. Yeah, it would be, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, it would be, if it was just you, you get to shoot normally, like rapid fire or what whatnot, then it would be kind of okay, but, like, snap firing, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if you fail it, you're still just standing there doing nothing. Yeah. yeah, so like I wouldn't even ask for any new models, just change this up to make them like, a bit more... Like, the, the, they, they deserve to be a, a bit cooler, like especially Immortals. They're so expensive and they have so good-looking models. You want them to have cool rules to go with them. Yeah, make make them something they should be. Yeah. Rather than uh, yeah. Okay, I get I get your point. I mean, I think I think that's some good wish listing there from you guys. And what I would say is, right now, to those of you listening, uh, if you're an Iron Hand player, or if you've thought about or thinking about becoming an Iron Hands player, uh, and you've got a wish list item, just drop us a message on Facebook, hit us up on uh, Instagram, or. Uh, drop us an email and let us know what they are and we'll shout them out on our next episode just to see what you guys uh, have been thinking on the a bit of feedback on the army episode here um, so yeah that's pretty cool I think I, I'm feeling kind of like we've kind of got everything wrapped up there a little bit um, I mean you guys got anything more you want to say about the Iron 10th? Flesh is weak Flesh is weak yeah. The flesh is weak well I think that pretty much nails nails the segment I can't I can't think of anything more that can be said so there's a deep breath being taken there somebody's going to say something nah I have a could have a quote as well if you want one. Oh, go on Chris quote at us <laughs> the logic fails after a while have you noticed that the pure flow of data and reason after a while it just runs out you keep trying to understand, to bargain with the reality of what has happened. But there is no understanding to be had, no bargain to be made. The way of iron, the logic of the machine, it was meant to make us strong, to raise us above flesh. But it was a lie. Iron can shatter, logic can be flawed, and ideal, ideals can fail. 
Dear Diary. <laughs> Beautifully put. Beautifully put, Chris. Beautifully put. Well, with that, I think it's very much fair to say that we're going to end up here and we're going to wind up and we will come right back after this beautiful classic tune that I have no idea what it will be because Nicholas is going to choose it for us. Before I do that, I would like to say thank you very much, Nicholas, for joining us tonight. And please, once again, give a shout out to your very own podcast. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. So... uh yeah, just uh, check out mine and Morton's podcast. We're called Don't Lose Your Head. We're available on iTunes and SoundCloud and Facebook. Should we mention the spelling? Nah, let's not. Let's not, not be a complete day. Yeah, we're just, let's, just let's thinking not, it just would be there. easier for people to, to find uh, it. We'll put, yeah. a link, we'll put a link from our, on, on the show notes and on our webpage as well to you so people can find you that way. Right, yeah, me and Morden made a slight misspelling when we created this, this podcast. Well, it technically, it the head of my Ferris model is loose, so... <laughs> it's all good, brother, it's all good. Well, that I said, we're going to head on out now to a tune, and we'll be right back after this with our wrap-up.
And we're back. And first of all, big thank you to Nicholas for joining us and talking all about the powerful 10th, as they seem to think they are. I don't know. doesn't make sense. The, the Iron 10th. Uh, the Iron 10th. And... The best iron there is. Mm-hmm. No. It's a, yeah, it's six better than the Iron Fourth. No, it's it's six lower down the chain. No, that's not how it works. Uh huh. You think? Yep. I disagree. Uh, yeah, that you can disagree. Maybe we're an Alpha player, <laughs> Alpha Legion player. Yeah, but they lost both the Primarchs. Oops, did I say that? So we won. Uh huh. Anyway, and more importantly, uh, or as importantly, I should say, massive thank yous to the dramatic persona, uh, dramatic uh, reading styles, and equivocations of uh, Mr. JP Mathieu from the Age of Darkness podcast. There for bringing in the absolutely stunning vocals and really setting off that uh, the imagery and the the, the, the hype for the uh, for the main segment. I only hope that you guys think the main segment was good enough to live up to the reading. Um, <laughs> yeah, I pretty much think we're in trouble too. Um, but it's always <laughs> good to know. Um, so that was the Iron Tenth. We will be planning more episodes in the future. And actually, I I forgot to do this as part of the intro, but uh, we will do it now very quickly as part of the outro. Um, we are we have been talking in our podcast group a lot about um, about what we want to do and sort of talking to the 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 members of the podcast group and sort of asking what they'd be interested in seeing from us. And I mean, without any sort of surprise at all, the uh, Legion Army Focus Specials is right there at the top, and that's what we're going to keep on doing. We're going to try and keep them to roughly once every three or four episodes, so maybe one a month coming out there, um, or as we're doing at current pace, once every quarter. But we want to kind of speed that up. Um, if you're if you're lucky, well, this was the thing. If you're lucky, you might hear your own favorite Legion in about four or five years. Yeah, but that should keep on pace with um, the Age of Darkness. Actually, you know, keeping up with their their heresy book releases and stuff like that. Um, but they are breaking their rules when it comes to Master of Mankind. But uh, that's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Um, anyway, back to our podcast. Um, so the Army Focus Specials will be happening. One thing we've talked about, and one thing I, I touched on in the intro was uh, wanting to really sort of preserve the the fluff of the heresy of 30k um i don't think there's any particular reason why we've sort of driven this i just think it's something that it's it's something that we as players like we like to talk about um the the about fluff and uh, as you all know freddie is very much about the fluff when it comes to events and we're starting to build on the fluff for events such as um Lincoln. Well, we talked about Lincoln, uh, Scorpius, and Scandus as well. Um, so there's a whole lot going on there. So we are looking to do more list reviews. With a bit of a twist, we're not going to be focusing so much on the list. We will would like to have the list uh, written out for us so we know what's in there. But we want your fluff. Send us your fluff. We will fluff your lists. So. If you are doing a 3,000 point win at all costs, I basically want to jump up and down on everybody's throats list. Tell us why. How are you making? How are you justifying that in the 
in the fluff how do you make that fit the fluff and where does it come into the heresy um, if you're building a I'm just going to think off the top of my head an Iron Warriors garrison list that has been left halfway across the galaxy and only just found out about the heresy what, what's, what army have you got and what are you doing to bring that to life um, so yeah we really want to see we're not going to set a minimum word count on this are we or anything no, crazy no, no, like that but I can say yeah. like if the fluff is extraordinary I personally gonna you know kiss JB's forehead maybe fondle him a little bit and have him to re- read it out on the show as well oh wow hell look at that that's and, a uh, pretty important J- thing JP if you isn't this run <laughs> what are you talking about I saw oh, your bless. sad panda face when I had to leave yesterday. <laughs> Don't give me that. Yeah, you forced me to buy a white dwarf to cope with the loss. Yeah, it's all. So you just need that picture of a, of a tall man in armor to uh, to get you through the rest of the day, didn't you, Chris? Anyway, yeah. um, so with fluff your list, that's what we're going to do. We we just want you guys to, to put as much effort into your list, put more effort into the fluff, and tell us about it. Why are you doing? how are you telling the story how is that relating to your army and we're going to sort of not tear it apart but we're going to critique it we're going to say yeah that makes sense that makes perfect sense or really maybe the list should look like this or we're not getting it we maybe need some more details whatever we'll, we'll sort of go from there so what we're saying is me and Jody will look through it and see what we can do and then we actually hand it to someone that plays the game hey forget you man I've played more, I've played more heresy than you have this is See? true but I'm not going to complain about that so this is why we make a perfect team um, so that's what we're going to do uh, uh, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to actually bring in you our listeners we're going to have some guest spots with you guys on the show um, this could fill a number of different roles for us I mean Freddie will be uh, off on his travels very soon and there will be parts of the time where he is going to be uh, off on his majesty's business somewhere uh, so we will have space for a, a third chair to come in and sit in and join us but if you've got something you want to share with us or you want to talk about in the hobby something that's piqued your interest or you know you want to talk about some obscure reference in a book or you know I don't know how to how to kick a dick smashing uh, thousand suns list in the face or whatever get in touch drop us an email at thebranchingheresy at gmail.com and let us know and then we will see if we can arrange something about getting you on whether it be a full episode or just a segment we'll see what yeah. we can do to be fair you can also message the Facebook page or if you manage to find one of us on Facebook or you can message the Twitter account we, we will check it so don't we will? Have to. you mean you yeah. will? I mean, I'm just saying if you want to write something really long and complicated use the email but if you just want to say hey could we talk about this? You could use some other channels of communications. Check you and you're balancing everything out there, Chris. Well done. Um, and for some reason, when I put, uh, there will be, there, there have been some requests for hobbying tips and talk. Um, hobby noises? We can, uh, pardon? Hobby noises? Hobby noises. No, that's uh, improved sound has always been one, but we are, we've already said we are working on that. Um, but uh, no, for some reason, and I, I, I think I might have to blame Tim here at the uh, Eye of Horus podcast upon Freddie. Yeah. People want to have a listen to some real doll, Freddie, real doll talk. Uh, more of it. Oh yes. Mm. Oh yes. Let's see what we can do. 
It is like the third most popular topic that we've put out there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, no worries. So like, there will uh, be more real doll talk involved. Styles. They actually have a button that says "Enter Real Doll" on the web page. <laughs> and if you go over and check out the uh, the uh, Frangian Heresy podcast group page, you can see just how well the the band, the legend Kim Sandberg, has lived up to uh, to helping us with that with his latest uh, suggestion for real doll talk for uh, for Freddie. Um, so yes, we we will probably bring that in at some point if we are desperate for um, <laughs> some <listeners>. content. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. generally desperate. Well, right. speak for yourself. I'm always desperate. Um, well, you know, I'm I'm actually thinking about this as my retirement. I've got so many real dolls requested. I might actually go and do a Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> Help Freddy get out of the army. It's for a good cause, for a veteran, and you get to have yourself a real doll as well, real Freddy doll. How lucky are you? Okay. Yeah. I, I can do like heaps of quotes. <laughs> quotes, different passages from Fulgrim. Good. Was that is that is it like one of those kids dolls where you squeeze the stomach except they have to squeeze somewhere else to get a quote out of you? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. And anyway, have, and have have the male real doll two body specs. <laughs> <laughs> the new so male real doll two dolls are also made of the same platinum silicone as our female dolls and feature the same improved skeletons and advanced weight reduction. They also have interchangeable full heads. Okay, so that was way more inter- information than yeah, I was I mean, expecting to say, go into. I'm, I'm, I'm actually cutting the sentence after full heads there. You, okay, you, fair enough. Fair enough. Are, are you sure about, you know, it's not a, you're describing Eidolon or something? <laughs> hey, you can also get a Twi'lek or a Succubus or... <laughs> Fuck! I'm going to stop looking at this. I'm going to stop. No. Ah. Well, Just look if, at the if Freddy you ever orders. look at the internet, you will find it. <laughs> Yeah, rule thirty-seven, man. It's out there on the to internet. To be fair, let's... it's basically realdoll. dot com. Very complicated. Are you okay. getting endorsements for this? Or... No, not at all. You should be if you're not. <laughs> well, um, anyway, anyway, come on, come on, drag it back, yep. drag it back, yep. kicking and screaming. Let's bring it back on target. No, back on, yeah, stay on target. We're also interested in people that are running events and yes, people are. that are actually running missions and stuff. If you're planning on doing some customized missions for an event and you want them play tested and have some feedback you send them in to us we might even you know talk about it on the show what we thought about it and come with ideas and you know if that's something people want to know how, how you build because i know i was on the age of darkness podcast ages back talking about running events and tweaking stuff so if people are interested in actually running events and interested in how to do custom building like building missions doing npcs terrain that are affected in like you know war zone traits and so on and that's definitely a topic like i, I could talk for about hours and hours yeah well that's another topic that we're going to be looking at so there's a lot of stuff coming up on the uh, forensic heresy podcast and we want your involvement that's the important thing we want you guys to get involved so hit us up on the email all the social medias and that sort of stuff so I think it's time that we get into what is the uh, the main meat of our, our wrap-up as we talk about um, events that we're aware of and stuff going down and important upcoming stuff in the heresy, most mostly here in Sweden, but we do very much love to shout out events around the world. So if you've got something, again, drop us an email. 
hit us up on the uh, on the social medias in some way, shape, or form. Just get in touch and talk to us. But let's begin. And we currently have we're actually in month two now of the global uh, heresy campaign that's being run through Oz30k and Facebook. So and that, that means we are at Gaul, right? We have yep. uh, we have arrived at Gaul, and that is the we're talking about the Second Gullock War. If anybody is wondering, it is a uh, pod uh, is a sorry it is a Facebook group. Go along, join up. There are over four five hundred members now. Jeez, there's over five hundred members, and um, it is going all bells and whistles at the moment and doing really really well. Um, so we just like to see more people get involved in that and see what we can get done and see how many cool scenarios people will play and just generally have awesome times um i am struggling slightly here but if memory serves and i'm looking at the page now it is uh about there's 11 of us 11 podcasts getting involved yep we're doing july we are doing july and that's only because some of the podcasts formed after (laughs) well it's never a bad thing it's never a bad thing, uh, but who knows what 2018's Global Heresy campaign will end up looking like. Weekly. Um, <laughs> weekly Global Heresy campaign. Yay! Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's 11 podcasts, each taking a month. We've got July, and we're going to be doing a little bit of a tie-in with uh, the Season Initiative podcast. Yep, and we're yeah. also going to kind of round it off with our Scorpius event. Yep, all of that's taking place in August as well. But right now, the uh, Geno 5-2 podcast have taken month number two, and they are doing the Battle for Gaul, uh, which is very, very awesome. And remember, don't get too, too popular when con- conquering Gaul, because then you will be called back, and then you will <laughs> fracture the Republic. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, see, this is what happens. This is what happens, you know. We've all, uh, we've all There are lessons in history here, boys and girls, is what we're trying to say. Um, so that is currently at uh, gathering well more speed and doing great things and I think the next thing on our list is something we've already uh, briefly touched on because it does involve Freddy so we touch it very briefly and are you talking about something happening on the 18th and 19th of March I'm, I'm thinking about that and something happening the week after that as well which Ooh. is broken up uh, intermittently broken up by a train journey so uh, what are you doing Freddy well, I am going down to Texas, or down there. Well, yeah, it's kind of dying down. Yeah, it's, it's down, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's most definitely uh, on the southern latitude stiff. from us, yeah. <laughs> stiff 3. Stiff precise, 3. Which is, uh, you know, a North moment, and it's run on the 18th and 19th of March. I, uh, I think it's full... Or there might be... It was one, last time I checked. Yeah, or there might be one dropped. spot open up because of some last minute drop on. But, yeah. If not, I think it's still full. So, I don't know. Still rock, rock up. I've I read the players pack and they encourage people to come down, have a look and have a gander. It's going to be like uh, on the Saturday night, there will be kind of like activities for people that are not playing. It's for people coming down and visiting. So, if you're playing, if you're in the area and you don't have anything better to do, come down, have a beer, look around, watch me, you know, utilize my perfection <laughs> or something or something no. utilize perfection is not a euphemism no. is it it's going to be a fun event they're running uh, basically day one it's going to be 2500 points 
normal games or a thousand points so much dollars the second day it's going to be a 2018 game and then it's going to end up to get the day with a 3000 point like mega battle but if you want more information just uh write stiff three in your facebook search engine and it will rock up Yep, and it is going to be all types of freaking awesomeness. Yes, yeah. and then a week after is Adepticon. Yeah, I'm doing the Mega Battle on the first day, and then I'm doing the narrative campaign, me and Ryan Kimal. And then after that, I am actually not doing the team uh, tournament because it was full Ooh. for me. But That's I'm, all right, somebody will I'm, drop out, you'll get a chance. Yeah. Uh, probably, but I'm instead doing actually the kill team, Forest Heresy kill team. Oh, interesting. Which is going to be cool because I've always kind of you know been interested in doing a, a kill team tournament myself. So it'll be good to see any ideas and stuff that I can pinch from it. And if not, at least I'm going to have fun because it's it's a whole day and it seems to be heaps around. So it's going to be cool. That's about it. And maybe I get to see Duncan. And thin, my and thin my paints. Get to thin your paints and apply two thin coats as well. That uh, depends on if he actually makes it back from Australia. Yeah, that's true. But he, he's actually holding painting seminars at Adepticon, so he'll definitely be there. Oh, that's well, going to be interesting. Unless, unless snake or random spider or uh, some some right. random piece of wildlife. Well, I'm still here, right? <laughs> yeah, but you're you. <laughs> what is that supposed to be? No one, uh, was, no one wanted to touch you, you know. Uh, uh, that's not what you said is. yesterday. Wildlife, I mean. Back Just on target, away. boys. Uh, Stay on uh, target. <laughs> Stop stealing my phrases. All right. Stay on target. So that's uh, Adepticon, and after that we have some sort of painting thing. Which we uh, do, but oh, I think it's first. not. We do have an event first, but one last thing. Right, let, let's try and be semi amateurs. Or professionals, right. or amateur professionals, you're going to be I'll taking be a few bits and pieces with you, aren't you, Freddy? Yes, I am. I'll what are you going to be taking for those of those of our friends in the US who? Uh... Uh, I'll have some rotten herring. Awesome. It's actually uh, fermented, no, no. it's not rotten. Fermented. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you can smell it one way or the other. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'll, I'll definitely bring around some stickers for all our uh, friends and listeners, and maybe I'll have some random bits of uh, goodies to give out for people that rock up and say, you know, don't lose your head or something. <laughs> let's, let's, yeah, let's promote another podcast, you know. That's what we do. We promote all our other we, podcasts. Well, we do, do we? Actually. Do we really? Given their bit of, t- uh, well, not, let's not mention it because we, I know we already teased him. About Back on target. <laughs> yeah, anyway, no, I'll, uh, no, so I'll, uh, I'll rock around, you know, rock up, say hi. I might have some stickers for you. You know, if I'm, not too drunk and I've lost them in my hotel room or some shit then you might yeah. have something else for you then um, I might have something else so yes then we do have an ep- an event first for, uh, Chris do you want to tell us about that one well I can just mention it well that would be useful uh, would help I've got the most information about it because that's uh, Niklas that we recently had an interview with this episode he has an event in Skövde uh, at the 25th and 26th of March it's called Skirmish in Scaraburg if you want to search it for it on Facebook. It's, okay. Well, it's a nice little event. Two, I think it's two and a half thousand. You want me to look it up, right? Yeah. Uh, Come on, pull your finger out. Stop being so goddamn lazy. 
It's a, it's and a mini why the event, freaking hell have you sent a link to real dolls in the chat? <laughs> the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah it's but, uh, a two-day horror series event hosted at Sutton Saga in Skövde. It will consist of several game styles, and therefore you must bring two lists. One, two, 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 2,500.8 of Darkness, and one, one 1,250-point Sonotalis list. And it's on the, the on the Friday before the event. It's open gaming day evening. I can't get enough of heresy. We neither. So come warm up your dice throwing arm the day before the actual event starts. And then there's three games on the Saturday and uh, a doubles game on the Sunday and a prize ceremony and then an extra game for the brave hearted. After that, and it's on the the 24th, 25th, and 26th of uh, March. Yeah. I wish I could go, but I'm in Chicago. Yeah, oh, and I'm, I got visitors already planned, so I can't go either, sadly. And I'm very much tied up with work and family at that point, so sadly uh, the, the, the Ranging Heresy won't be represented. Uh, go in the box of shame. Yeah, well, you all too. of us. All of us. Fuck you, you have need you, to represent you better. Uh, we, now we really need a, pi- a picture, a photo of you in the States in a box of shame. Oh, I'm, I think we can have a word with a few of the lads on the uh, the, the uh, group podcast, and that can be arranged for uh, future use. Well, I, I sure. was hope, I was hoping all of us going into the box of shame at the same time, like all the guys from the states and me. You mean the hot tub? Mm. Yeah. Okay, um, so, anyway. so let's move on to the <laughs> first part. Oh Christ! The first part of the MK of the uh, the Ranging Heresy uh, podcast event series for this year, uh, which is the MKA Bootcamp Masterclass, which is a five-day bootcamp here at um, at uh, Farm Shed Barbecue here in the south of Sweden, uh, where we will have Matt Kane and Henry Steele from MKA coming over and imparting onto us. All the amazing uh, skills that come from being uh, part of the MKA group and learning how to use an airbrush like absolute ninja pros and um, painting they, up fantastic cool stuff. Will they tell you to thin the paints then? No. Oh, I, I think I think when you achieve one of these things, it's, it's it has to be hardwired into your brain. If you don't, I think that's part of the secret handshake. Well, like uh, that. Uh, clean I'm your mold sure lines and uh, drill your barrels, isn't it? Uh, I'm pretty sure I bought some paint thinner, so. Oh, I thought that was for the evening, but okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> so that will be two day. Two, there'll be two two day courses of um, the uh, two two day courses of the MKA skills. So the first one is all about learning how to paint tanks, and the second one is learning out how to paint 30k infantry, which can be translated over to 40k and all other sorts of skills, which is going to be epic. Because it's uh, it's basically forced me to stop all forms of painting on my army. Because for some reason, I'm pretty damn sure I'm going to want to strip all of them and repaint them, even though I've been telling myself I'm not going to. Of course you are. Exactly. Um, so I'm not changing legions. So <laughs> so shit. I'm going to have to deal with it. Um, so yes, that is coming up. And then we have Gothcon. Yep. For, uh, which was actually uh, something we highlighted in our last episode. Yep. And there will be more. Uh, as, uh, I heard a little rumor that there will be more information up in the, the during the days 
Either today well, or the days that come. Well, I can tell you, hot from the press, uh, there's heaps of more fluff information exactly. up on the page right now. Oh, it's live. Awesome. Live. It's been, it's been live for, for quite a while. Just the more new information, I meant. Yeah, just more of it. I ah. there's, more, there's more fluff there. Read it. And... And Read I it, love I it, enjoy have, it, and yeah. have fun. I wish I could have more time to write fluff. I'm yeah. jealous. Well, yeah. we'll be but there. They, they, that's because the, the event organizers of GothCon actually split it up and you're not basically do it. One person do everything and the other two do nothing because they're weak. Oh, okay, I'll try and do something then. I'm, I'm not saying that you are the one to blame, but still. I'm gonna. Right. There's a. Well, I'm pretty sure I've linked you with heaps of stuff to write for Scorpius. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm working on this fluff for the. The planet without a moon, you know, for the. Shut up. That's no. That's no moon. That's a space station. That's yeah. why I do this. That's why I do a space station. And back to this Gothcon uh, 2017, Icar 4, the Civil War Part One, the beginning. That's quite a handful. Uh, it's, a maritime, it's a maritime campaign. On, it's a two-day event on the 14th and 15th of April, and it's 50 kroners above, uh, on top of the Gothcon fee, which is not that unreasonable. It's uh, two and a half thousand point armies. Uh, armies must be comprised from a single Age of Darkness Force organization. No optional Age of Darkness Force organizations are allowed, so they might need to change that because there isn't really one that's called Age of Darkness Force organization. Uh, allies are allowed. Uh, Army of Dark Compliance, Shattered Legions of Black Shields are allowed. Players have a maximum of 625 points that they may spend on Lords of War. Fortifications are not allowed, Primarchs are allowed, except for Jagtai Khan, Lehman Ross, Rogel Dorn, Ferris Manus, Magnus the Red, Vulcan, and that's based on the narrative. Uh, Relics of the Dark Age of Technology are not allowed. There's 20 players, there's a rules and FAQ release before before the 19th of March is are allowed, uh, and our list must be provided to, to blah blah. It's 14 days before the event. No pre-registration, only Gothcon registration. More will follow. And that, was, that was easy it. for you to say. Yep. And guess who's paid, registered, and ready to roll? Uh, yeah, you prob not probably. Not me. <laughs> Perfection. Nah, fair enough. Be like that. See if I care. Um, but yeah, no, I will be I will be there uh, as I have the the time suddenly opened up in my schedule, and uh, Chris is going to be there, and Freddie's going to be there, yep. so we will be representing hardcore style for the t for the Virgin Heresy podcast. So as opposed yeah. to as opposed to the Scarborough events, sadly. Yeah, we, we know we know where we need to put all our uh, or our focus. So um, what's the next event then, Chris? Next event. Yes. Next you're so demanding. Yes, I am. Get on That's with it. The, the next event is on 6th of May in Odebro. It's the Serian Folly. It's a thousand points crusade list, 12 spots. And it's uh, hosted by Gens of Northern Heresy. So this is going to be all types of fun. I expect swamp planets of some sort or another. If there's not a swamp planet when I arrive there, there will be, <laughs> be hell to pay, goddammit. Is, is the right, do that uh, freaking Death Guard right of war when you turn all the woods into swamps. <laughs> like they swamps regardless if you want it or not. Yeah, like they did on um, planet when they marched through the forest. And Morlock? Was, or was it? Uh, Moloch. Moloch. Uh, Molek. 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 Yeah, that's the one. Uh, really. 
Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there's an Avario coming up as well. There is. The, the weekend after. That's the weekend after on the 13th and 14th of, um, of May. And that is actually going to be a doubles event, which is going to be all types of awesomeness. Uh, it's 2,000 points per player per team. So uh, 4,000 points in total. Um, I haven't checked out much more information on it yet myself. Uh, personally, I'm prelim to go down to go there as well. Um, but there is another event which we'll talk about in a little bit, which has more, um, which which uh, I would prefer to be at if I so, have the chance. So, Avaria Six is a two thousand points per player. It's a two v two. You may reg well register as a team you. or on your own. If you register on your own, we will pair you up with someone else, someone as soon as possible. It's four games. It's two on the, on Saturday and two on Sunday. Saturday evening we'll have some kind of get together, possibly possibly with beer and quiz. Registration will open la later. Stay tuned. Oh, well done, Chris. Mm -hmm. And I might actually be able to go down there. I'm just going to see what's going on. Awesome. I sadly, I sadly won't because because uh, I really can't. That's well, well, that's easy enough. We, we kind of, we kind of divided that. You know, the Avari was uh, covered by Jody. Yeah. yeah. But if he's not going, then obviously I have to jump in and. I will Man do up. my I will do my best. The plan is to be there. Like, like the apocalypse apocalypse game. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Um, it's my plan <laughs> to be there if I can be there. Um, but uh, we are, yeah, we, we ask for nothing else. You know? Exactly. Uh, then we have uh, the second of the Varangian Heresy podcast event series, and we may have once mentioned this once or twice this episode. Um, so yeah, which one's that, Freddie? <laughs> That would be Lincoln. Oh, yeah. Which will be a one-day event, 2,000 points, uh, using the Raiders Force Org. Uh, read the players back. <laughs> please read the players back. Exactly. And uh, please read the Shadow Wars missions, so you know what yeah. to deal with. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, a Primark in a drop pod might not be the way to win the Shadow War missions. Well, it might be really fun for your opponent, though. That is true very thematic but you know should have it <laughs> now it's going to be awesome heaps of fluff there will be heaps of surprises heaps of twists uh, it won't be your regular 30k you know tournament stock standard bring an army bash it out there will be some tweaks and some narrative stuff going on so yeah it's going to be fun as fuck if that is a saying it is now it is now it, it has now. been coined hashtag Freddy coined it <laughs> exactly it's done and uh, all of us will be there. And also, before I forgot, uh, for the people rocking up on the MKA, uh, it will be free. So you, once you've done your registration, you paid your fee, and you rock up, I'll uh, reimburse your 150 kroners. Check that out. How, how dun, generous. Dun, dun. I mean, that is that is one of the things. If uh, Those that are attending, the filthy first and only, who are attending the, uh, the MKA course, uh, all of them get get a place automatically booked at all three of our events this year and they get to uh, basically get that held up to a month beforehand at which point they say yes or no and um, if it's a no then we open that spot up to somebody else so it's going to be very awesome very, That's very right. awesome indeed so we've done Lincoln we've done Lincoln not death but damn, damn close at the moment <laughs> what's next coming in August we have the Scorpius Insurrection. Dun, dun, dun. 
It'll be a uh, two-day event, and that's going to be happening here in Skåne, in the south of Sweden, and that is going to be at Farm Shack Barbecue again. And we're aiming for 50 plus. We'd like to we'd like to get around over the 50 mark, sort of inc equal link on for sure. Maybe do a little bit more if we can. And that is a two-day event. It's going to be two and a half thousand points, and there will be five games in total. On the first day, there will be three uh, games, uh, individual games, one on one. And then on the second day, we're going to have a bit of fun, use some Swiss pairing to pair you up with people in and around the same sort of results as yourself. And then we're going to team you up, Traitor versus Loyalist. And it will be a Traitor versus Loyalist event. There will be narrative. It's not all about uh, dick smashing and scoring points, um, but it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And we're putting some uh, serious effort into the, the building of the atmosphere already and just wait until it hits. It's going to be awesome source. And um, yeah, there's one left that we have details on, and we we will talk about right now. And um, that's the big boy, isn't it, Freddie? Yeah, that is Scandus. Oh yes. And uh, this year it's going to be three thousand five hundred points and uh, one thousand points for Son Metalis. It's going to be two days. It's going to basically be two games. Well, two three thousand five hundred points games each day but people that aren't playing the mega games because it's going to be split 50-50 will actually be doing two Sol Mortalis games over a thousand points and those games will affect the mega battle games of 3,500 points but more details will like it's in October <laughs> so <laughs> we like, time it's all, in my, it's all in my head most of it has been typed down but I'm keeping it close to my chest because it's going to be heaps of fun little tweaks and cool stuff going on but yeah, bring everything. It's going to be the theme is going to be like last year's scanners because it was like a well, it was a massive success, big success, or whatever Borat says. Can't re even remember. Oh, it's been big too success. Long. Big, big su success. Yeah, big success. Let's go with that. Let's, let's yeah. not let's not yeah. butcher language no, no, no. too much more. Well, yeah, no. that's true. Uh, so anyway, so any four goes, you go if you have if you want to bring your warlord and you know. Uh, a share squad do that if you want to bring you know leviathan with uh you know two fell blades do that there's like no no bars held whatsoever awesome the only required requirement is that you follow one of the horse heresy force orcs and that does include and leviathan oh yes so okay. it's it's yeah it's all about basically let's have some fun let's throw down with all the big toys. Uh, if you want to run Primax Yosin, you can run Primax Yosin. There's like there's no don't the only thing you can't bring is relics. That's it. Yep. Uh, the, the, the rest is literally raw. So you still like if if you do an Age of Darkness, uh, you'll still have to do the whole twenty five percent of the the army for Lords of War but because it's 3,500 points you can bring the biggest baddest like Mastodon level boys it's gonna be awesome so, yeah it's gonna be big big <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, it's gonna have all the toys, and I, I know for I know for a fact myself included, lists are being written and rewritten and planned and rewritten, and yeah, it might be in October, but you know we're all on it right now. <laughs> yeah, because you know those kind of purchases needs to be fucking pre-planned, like a Soviet five-year plan to buy those big toys. Oh yes, uh, and oh, besides that, there will be alcohol, always alcohol, custom, and custom, then there, custom uh, alcohol. 
custom alcohol, yeah. We'll see if we can get some more Dune beers. Um, there will also be the infamous night joust. Oh, yes. Uh, after the first night. The, the, see, let's see how, like, someone... <laughs> I think Morton has to run Fulgrim. He doesn't have a choice. I think it has to be made to happen. Yeah, he he really has to rock up again with Fulgrim. Let's just have this. Yeah. See if he can do it better. Well, see see if we end up on the same side and I don't have to stand on My knight doesn't have to step on him this time. Yeah. <laughs> Which was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> can't go. I'm sorry, I can't get past that. That was so cool. It's like, all you have to do is roll a six and then, oh shit, you roll a six. He's dead. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was awesome. Well, he didn't have anyone to look at Sir Arg to, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, the pain was felt. Yeah, pain was felt by Fulgrim. Someone ruined his uh, hairdo. So that's about it. More information to follow. So just keep following us on Facebook. Facebook, wherever we are, wherever we shall be, follow us and there will be more information. And I think that pretty much rounds this episode out for us because there's not a whole lot left. Um, I will say again, new stuff is happening. Have a listen here. At the beginning of our next episode, we'll go into it in more detail. And we want to see you guys start getting involved. So go and join the podcast group on Facebook. Start using the email address. Send stuff into us. Ideas, suggestions, whatever it might be. Um, you want to come up, come on the show? Let us know. Let's talk about what you can, what we can talk about, and we'll have some fun. I think it's going to be absolute blast. So, uh, you guys got anything else you want to add? Well, I assume Chris not saying anything. It means he's all good. Either that or he's falling uh, asleep. I, I decided to build my arm in list instead. <laughs> or he's still what he really means is still stuck on the real doll. No, <laughs> actually, actually, and that's why I, he comes so quiet. I, yeah. I actually got a got a two K list in front of me that I'm working on for, with a Raider Four Sword. Oh, very nice, very nice. So what's that for uh, for uh, Link on 2018, right? Uh, that depends on if we keep if the, if there is a link on 2018 with a 2,000 point list with a rate of force or not. Well, give you a start. Otherwise, you're screwed. Then. Yeah. <laughs> I need one point. It's it's the horrible horrible thing. I need to lose one point in this list. Melt a bomb from somewhere. You know. You know. That's where you want to do it. That's where it needs to be. Yeah, um, it's kind of hard with mechanicum, but yeah. Searchlights. <laughs> <laughs> Take That's a searchlight like off somewhere, maybe? Dead. I know, I'm just trying to think of ideas, man. There's not a whole lot of ideas for this shit. Well, you're not helping. You were uh. supposed to end this show, and now you, yeah. You know, oh, oh, fine. I'll end this show then. Well, this is very simple then, ladies and gentlemen. Freddie, have you got anything more to add apart from, you know, banter and just general hatefulness in my direction? <laughs> no, 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 I'm fine, mate. All right, then. Well, I'm going to say it's a good night from me. And me. And me. And remember, guys, treat life like 30k. Be angry on in the streets, be fulgrim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the Varangian Heresy Podcast, signing off. Let the